This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one Fuck boy, standing six foot two, three hundred and three pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson, Maine. You're still here from A Star Is Born. I would replace you with Leonard Bernstein, but I'm uncomfortable doing that voice. So Bradley Cooper, you will be weirdly part of this opening forever. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is a senior dog in the other room. Not even hearing me scream his name right now. And speaking of senior dogs, we got a bunch on today's episode because it's talking birthdays with Johnny G. First up, my fellow 131 head. You know him and love him. He is the fucking hysterical, absolute genius psycho. I'm a huge fan. You are too. It's James Adomian. Hello, sir. Thank you, good brother. Thank you, brother John Gabris. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> On the waves of the podcast, hopefully we're not being infiltrated. Um, dude, it's it's the time. It feels. I remember a time when I looked forward to my birthdays. That's gone. Like it's not that I don't look forward to my birthday. I'm like, all right, great, my birthday's coming up. But it's like the passage of time. It's too symbolic of the pa- passage of time these days for me. Because like I feel like a few years with the pandemic, birthdays were kind of like weird and wonky, and like maybe you juiced them up more to like try to feel something. And now it just feels like I'm turning 42. You know, I I think this episode comes out the day after my our birthday, so I just <laughs> this, turned 42. Like, does anyone? Not- else love to hear the age complaints from someone who's slightly younger than you oh dude it's the thing <laughs> i'm turning 44 <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but those are the same ages you know what i mean like like from 41 through like 47 there's like you're not anything like it's just like you're in your 40s and you it's like someone- it all sucks you see someone like you see someone clasping a jacket around and like taking a hairpin and putting it in their gray hair and going like well uh, I guess I'll go play cards alone as nobody wants to date an old an old person who's 44 years old. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's how old I am. It uh, is it is crazy to hear the frequency in which people say and I have friends now who who are in there around the same age as us who are like I refuse to call myself old going forward. Like not they're not like lying to themselves and saying like I'm a young buck, but they're like you just meet a 55 year old who doesn't seem old. And you're like, why am I saying I'm old now at 42? And this is like the struggle. I'm uh, the struggle I'm going through currently. Well, I was, uh, yeah, this, I was, I was, I was feeling that when I saw, when I watched, like we all did the must watch television of the cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was loving it. I watched the whole thing as if it was a cat Williams special. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, I was like, uh, actually, he looks really good. I don't even, I didn't even look up how old he is, but I know he's older than me. He's 50 something. Yeah. And I was well, like, hey, he looks, looks good. He's, and, what's, my, what's my excuse? And he seems sharp, right? Like, and he's you're sharp, just like, yeah. and I'm in my head, like, I hope I can do the crosswords. I got to start doing, I got to read books now. I'm, I'm feeling all this age shit. And then you meet some or see, I, I also have this like light theory that comedy in some way, if you're like constantly pursuing 
being funny and staying relevant, it like accidentally keeps you young to a, in a, to a degree as well. Right. Uh, the wrangling of an audience. But here's the downside of it. There's if you if you achieve actually, if you get to a point in your life where you have about 280 or 300 uh, really bad bombs on stage, <laughs> then it, immediate uh, cranial necrosis sets in. <laughs> And it's irreversible. So it, it does work in your favor until you hit that 280, 300 number. It is a law of diminishing returns. Like, it eventually, you eventually are like, no, sorry. Comedy is actually really bad for It's bad for your brain in that it ruins the way you think about everything and, like, and every social interaction you have. But I think it's like when you see, like, Don Rickles be like 94 and, and like, you know, uh, cut somebody down for their, like, lapel size or something. You're yeah. like, oh, you're, oh, you're okay. ethnic group. Hey, you're ethnic group. Yeah, you're all stupid. Hey, that's how you know that. he's still with it you know just going yeah. like here's how i feel about the filipinos you're like okay okay relax <laughs> look, at, look at you dumb dumb you're fat <laughs> that's how you know he's sharp and fresh and comedy he's... keeps you young <laughs> hey <laughs> we've got the rickles method hey are you a young influence out there worried about getting old as you hit the age of 35 take it from us at the rickles method <laughs> We provide you with a monthly palette of delivered uh, ra uh, racist uh, and insensitive jokes <laughs> to keep your quip, quick wit sharp as you enter the uh, the later years. Yeah, I, I always love hearing he used to like cast the front row of his Vegas shows from people in line. Like he would have like uh, like uh, someone go out there and be like, get a f and one time Billy Merritt, uh, a heavy set comedian. uh Got asked. He's like, "Yeah, I'd love to get upgraded to the front row." And when he sat down the front row, he looked up and down, and it was like a gay, a, a gay couple, an Asian guy, like a Latino guy. And he was like, he realized, "Oh no, oh no, I'm the big guy. I'm gonna be. like." He just literally was like a target-rich environment in the front row. You're like, "Oh, oh man. my god, that's like, uh, that's like, that's like, uh, oh, uh, hey, look, who, who's gonna look funniest getting splashed by Shamu? Get them in the right. front row." Well, yeah, it's almost like a, a sleazy comedian's like, give me some fucking hot tail in the front row. And then this guy's like, get, I need I need a Southeast Asian guy so that I can go off on. You're like, all right, we'll see what we can find, coach. Oh, Rickles. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have Rickles. any birthday traditions? Do you have anything that you you do for your, your birthday? Like or even Not stuff really. from. <laughs> yeah, it. Go ahead. What, what what is that? What like. Is it because we don't have office jobs where it's like you got to find some like bleak help and like sure. we, we get some pizza in the office <laughs> yeah i get my little i get a foil i get one foil balloon i get one foil <laughs> balloon the, the rubber balloons are toxic i get one foil balloon that's folded and recycled when i'm done with on february 2nd i get it for two days and i fold it and recycle it there's a, the party city. You tie it to your wrist and walk around town. <laughs> a dragging <laughs> of deflated balloon dragon, mind you. It actually it's turns bleak shit. <laughs> it turns into a hospital wristband. <laughs> it starts out as a birthday it's a balloon. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's a birthday balloon for when you turn forty. That just immediately turns into a bracelet you wear for the rest of your life. Oh. Here's what I I'll play the game. Sure, here's what I do on a crisp January 31st morning for the 31st morning. I I make a slight like I put cinnamon in my coffee. It's the only day I put cinnamon in my coffee. <laughs> I treat myself. I'm yeah. usually monk. Like you're like a monk about everything else. Except 
Oh, yeah, I take a brisk. <laughs> I take a brisk hike. It's usually it's usually cold, or at least you know, in Los Angeles, it's a little bit windy, balmy. You know, I'll take a brisk walk up into Griffith Park, and I breathe deeply, and I take out a folded paper, and then I just I look at my enemies who've passed away in the last year, and I say, <laughs> another year of victory. Good to see you, Mister Kissinger. <laughs> You're just standing on a mountaintop with like uh, Star Wars ghosts in the sky of all your enemies who've passed away. That's the other thing. That's the <laughs> Luke. Return of the Jedi. Luke is lucky that Darth Vader takes the turn at the end because like there's all these. They're like these blue. There's like blue supportive guys from <laughs> right. the past. There's nobody who's like in red who's like I'm still gonna try to fuck yeah. you up, dude. I will send down. Uh, you, welcome when you get when you get here to space heaven. You're fucking toast, brother. We're right. waiting for you. <laughs> did Darth Did Darth Maul show up uh, in the in the pantheon? Half a body with like still his like. <laughs> I will find you in another life. <laughs> double side. That was I, oh man. Still mind is blown by the double sided lightsaber, dude. The. Honestly, the movie couldn't live up to the moment in the trailer when they revealed the double-sided lightsaber. Like I, that classic trailer overreach. Yeah, dude, that blew me. Off. That made me wait in a cut school. I was a, I think, a senior when it came out. Cut school and wait in line for the news. Uh, maybe I was a junior to wait for the new Star Wars to come out, and I, I was like the only person in line with my two friends. It's like I don't think we needed to do this, guys. Like. I was definitely this is see this is another generation this is a generational thing this is a this is something between the 1980 and 1982 kids you're 82 correct yeah yeah you were in high school I was definitely in college by that point by the new Star Wars times right you already so, maybe like uh, had already had your childhood ruined in some capacity like you're because like that movie really was like the first eye opening thing of like oh things can be like bad like I had seen bad movies at that point but not anything I was excited about I guess. You were just excited about less stuff back in the day, too. When you were like in the eight, it was like hard to hear about stuff. So you're like only Star Wars was the only thing you knew about. You know? This is a counterpoint when you hear people. You'll hear like, um, you know, the kind of people that are like critics or just say the same thing critics do, where they're like, <laughs> "Well, the reason you like it is because you were a child and you're more likely to like something from the years of, from the ages of nine to 17 or whatever. And I was thinking back on it and I was like, yeah, actually I saw more, I saw more shit back then that was bad that I could tell as I was watching it that it was bad. Right. Because it it took trial and error for me to ha develop the brain muscle to go, I won't see that movie. Right, right. <laughs> so, yes, yes, I saw a lot of things when I was in my teen years that were just bad movies. Yeah, and they trick and, you into seeing it. And when people say shit like that, it's like, that's just because you saw it in this 10-year gap when you're... I'm like, you can look at any 10-year gap in cinema and find... <laughs> a bunch of very good movies in 10 years it's not that hard <laughs> yeah, like and with 20 years time the ones that aren't memorable or don't have staying power or were shitty have slipped out so it's yes it's nostalgia but goonies is still stuck with me for more than just nostalgia right like it's it's one of the ones that worked <laughs> Right, exactly. It's like I watch a lot of movies that I'm nostalgic for, like the vibes of, but they don't fucking hit. Like a Goonies rewatch, 
there's some weird things, but it's a fucking you know. <laughs> I'm I love I'm I have I have fucking I have several original Transformers around my apartment. I have the nostalgia for Transformers. I remember certain characters and lines, and I could and more than I should. I I have tried to rewatch the TV show, the Hasbro TV show. It's bad. It's, it's bad. It's you very watch, bad. <laughs> you watch like two episodes and you go, "Oh no, I'll stick to the toys." <laughs> it is that is when you understand nostalgia because you put on GI Joe and like the theme song. G.I. Joe is probably, to me, as Transformers is to you, comes on, you're like, yeah, yeah, and then you're like, look at the character design, this is so cool, and then 45 seconds in, you're like, oh my god, what? They're fighting ape people on, like, a desert yeah. island? I don't give a fuck about this shit. And, like, you're the like, Jews oh, will, I- The Joes will never track us down here. Serpentor. <laughs> <laughs> They, um, I love that they had to keep adding like shriller and shriller more reptilian layers of bad guys to Cobra Command to keep you watching. Right. Well, because Cobra Commander ended up being like you can only lose 75 times to the Joes before you seem to be a neutered bad guy where you're like, we need to add someone who might be like J- Joe is just rocking Cobra week after can week. We need to make it seem like someone else can step can in here. Imagine, can you imagine Cobra Commander forced to do like an NCAA like coach post game <laughs> postseason like press conference after like a football season? And he's like, he's like, this was truly a growing year. Yeah. Now, we were able to shoot some of their choppers. Granted, uh, on camera, we saw them parachute away because (laughs) Cobra is unable to kill any Joe. Luckily, we have robots so Joe can go ham and blow us out of the fucking sky. (laughs) I have been saying uh, to the owners of the franchise for years that our base should not be carved into a mountainside (laughs) that is within an easy drive from the G.I. Joe base. (laughs) They are known for their vehicles. We are way too close. <laughs> oh, this, they... this makes makes me th- speak of nostalgia and bad memory. Like the sh- the hour long action qu- and quote dramas I used to love, like Knight Rider, A Team, MacGyver, all these shows. When you watch an episode now, it is. As soon as the credits are over, it is more boring than you could ever fucking yep. imagine. Because you're like, oh, now you understand how TV is made. It's like for 44 minutes, you have three minutes where we could do a stunt. We have 41 minutes of characters talking in assorted locations that are already built on the studio. And then you, when you watch the, you watch it, you watch an episode. The fucking opening credits is a montage of all of those two minute action sequences cut together, and you're like, Knight Rider fucking rules. And then the next scene is like Michael is talking in a fucking courthouse for six sixteen minutes. You're like, this is fucking miserable. Right. And they they, they and back then they weren't like keep them interested for the hour. They were like, they're well, whoever's watching is hooked. We don't make any yeah. further efforts to get anyone interested in the next hour. There's no cliffhangers. There's no like nothing. It, no, nothing matters. You're just happy the to be there. The state of California versus <laughs> Michael Knight. Uh, all rise now for the honorable judge, Martin Benson. Uh, motion to extend, Your Honor. <laughs> motion to extend and draw out as much as possible, Your Honor. This is My- a classic crossover. We're going to make this two hours, and it's going to be twice as boring. Tune in, then- folks. 
right before the first commercial, uh, the first commercial break, they go like, we'd like to call to the witness a surprise guest, Kit. And the camera goes, <laughs> mm, and he doesn't say anything. And you just see, you see the visual red mouth of Kit <laughs> going, mm. oh no. What I love about Knight Rider is that that was the that was the closest you got to a uh, uh, like a like a hot alpha guy and his uh, submissive gay lover was like was like Michael Knight and his car kid like you couldn't it was illegal to have like a like a like a gay romance on TV but they were like make him a car make him a, make car. Him a car make the faggot a car then we get away with it Michael. <laughs> If you listen to it, that's the fucking voice. He's like, it Michael. is weirdly like reprimanding and teasing. Right. Like, come on, Michael. Michael, I know we've got to keep our relationship secret in a certain way, Michael. Oh, Uncle Michael's here with his roommate, the car. <laughs> you don't have to keep him in the garage anymore. If they're cold, you're cold. Let him in. I'm, t- I'm tired of you keeping me in the garage, Michael. <laughs> um, a team to me is like the greatest apologia for the secret uh, Reagan drug war in Central America. <laughs> like it, it could have been called Contras, <laughs> but um, it could have been called like the Hannibal, Han- the character of H- Hannibal uh, uh, with the cigar. That's fucking Oliver North. And these guys, you these guys are on the run because they have war, war crimes charges chasing them. Right. You're really putting it into perspective. He's got a Colombian cigar from when he was uh when he was fighting uh with the, you know, in contra forces in Colombia or whatever. Yeah, He's and got, now they're uh, back in America and don't worry, they can wire any they can wire explosives on the side of any road. <laughs> We did the same thing when a leftist president was elected in <laughs> no longer accountable to Congress or the rule of law. <laughs> it's the A-Team. <laughs> so uh, another awesome show that you forget no one ever dies in until you watch it and you're like, oh, they made like a huge machine gun that just, I guess, moves sand from the ground up into the air in like bur- small bursts it was always like the the it was always like uzis it was by the end of the episode it was like ooze it was like a explosion that would send half a car ramping up to the left or the right <laughs> yes the, we, we always talk about that on action boys the stunt where it's like well, it's going up on two wheels. Like that's like that's what we that's the oh these no guys are an explosive device right under one side of the car <laughs> and then you always like um not like like not like a full size helicopter but one of those that's kind of, looks like a kind of like a like a a, a beetle like a round yeah. black they're like the bubble s- choppers that like can only really shit one person in there yeah with like a rope ladder and then a bunch <laughs> of businessmen with like who are bald with like um ponytails and uzis <laughs> and their ties blowing in the wind trying to climb up the rope ladder <laughs> <laughs> that was always the finale. That was how that was. The, that was where A Team was always going towards, right? And you, you like your nostalgia brain remembers the highlights of A Team. But if you sat down and tried to like, I'm gonna watch season one of A Team. It would have like it's like it's like seven percent stunts. You know, it's like ninety three percent standing in a circle. No, not those guys again. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sorry, face. It is those guys again. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is so fucking boring. B.A. Yeah. <laughs> puff, puff. B.A., you're not going to finish your, uh, your uh, chilaquiles? We got a long journey ahead of us today. I told I'm not going to do Mr. T's voice. I told you. I didn't want to be in South America when we were there, and I don't want to be here in Fresno either. <laughs> <laughs> that was considered like the funniest possible thing back then. <laughs> right. uh, James, it's before our uh, January 31 B-Days as we record. This comes out on February 1st. Do you have any birthday plans? Will you, Or do you have anything you would like to have to do in your 44th year on this planet? Or... Um, any, any. I mean, we're in the new it'll year. Actually, new... It'll be my forty-fifth year. If you want to count oh, it, like shit. If you want right. to count it like uh, centuries, I guess is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, you're um, the, you're beginning your forty-fifth year, I guess. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'm fine with forty-four. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> there's a little tradition I do with any of the elevenses. Any of the birthdays that are div- divisible by the number eleven. <laughs> the palindromic birthdays are some of my favorites. <laughs> Um. <laughs> look up the secret connection. There's only an advertisement on the bottom of this when it goes on YouTube. Look up the secret connection. Is your base a repetitive number? A palindromic birthday: 11, 22, 33, and forty-four. Hey, have you guys listened to Gaberson and Domi's new podcast? Yeah, I think they might have lost a step. <laughs> they're they, mostly, <laughs> uh, I think they're really they were... into numerology, and they're uh, there's. <laughs> Oh, and then you have like a, like dumber videos where they're like they freeze it and they're like, if you look here at this point, this is actually where they're revealing something about the Illuminati uh, uh, birthday scheme uh, that they wish they hadn't. Uh, and they're going to see the that they're going to backtrack rug- after this. He has a rugby ball in the background of this, <laughs> of this picture right there, and a lot of people know this, but rugby is the sport of the elite, and they use that to recruit young children for pedophilia. Like, what the fuck are you talking? About? Zoom in on the zoom in on the if you could zoom in on the waves behind Gabrus, that's clear. There's clear. There's clearly uh, indications there. There's clearly indications that that's that's meant to uh, uh, that's meant, meant to be a World Economic Forum uh, a suggestion of global warming with the rising sea tides. They're, everywhere they're doing it, they're trying to subliminally influence you. That's this is where I feel you. You've touched on something. This trying to figure out a moment earlier that makes you feel old. When I feel old is when I realize, like, no one can even agree on base truths anymore. Like, I, I, I'm nostalgic for the day of just like, yeah, no, cigarettes are bad. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we just everyone agrees on that. It's like and there's not like nine guys who are like what the government won't tell you about tobacco is once oh, it's God. inside your lungs and in your gums, it actually activates a cheat. Three enzyme that is more powerful, you know, like everything is now got every single belief system that has been proven has a one percent that absolute detractors. Anything that has been proven absolutely bananas, batshit insane has a large swath of people who fully believe it and follow it and dedicate their lives to it. And there's this just blending of are they doing it for money, followers, clout? Are they doing it because they truly believe it, or what does it even matter? What the back backstory is, and now we just have to like live in this soup of consuming all this content, where just everyone is like, "Well, don't listen to that guy; he believes blank." You know, it's like it, I, it makes me there like no expert is an expert anymore. It's like like no, he it, has links. He has links to George Soros and the World Economic Forum. 
<laughs> and um, I, I noticed this with the flat earth stuff like 10 years ago when I first started seeing it on Tumblr or whatever. And I was like, oh, and you'd see people in the comments being like, you fucking idiot. The earth is round. And then I was like very smart going like, no, 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 no. No one believes this. This is a gag. This is a joke. This is like right. <clears throat> That's what the, you flying, <clears throat> the flying spaghetti monster. Like no one actually is believing this. They're they're doing a parody of a thing you would believe in in order to point out like how conspiracy theories are dumb. And now I think it, I still believe that the majority of the flat earth belief in modern recent times started as a joke, started as a gag or a troll. And then enough people like bought into it and we're like, no, this is something you actually have to agree with or not agree with. And now it's a and like you know, you could have just walked away from it. Dude, you're but I also now and of course you're a perfect company to have this conversation with, but I get into the conspiracy that this is like getting people to believe like now that bumps all other conspiracies to one notch less dumb. Because they like found the new bottom. Of like, we'll get people to believe the Earth is flat. Then we might as well start talking crisis actors in these in these elementary schools that are being shot. You know, it's like then anything is almost believable, and like that's what terrorifies me. To like, where it's like we got them to believe this. There are people willing to believe this. Now we can get them to believe whatever, and like they could just you know steer the entire fucking ship because it's like. Get ready for the future where you go to like you go to like you go to a physical library to like what is the truth and you find like an old encyclopedia and you reach out to grab like the encyclopedia volume that might tell you something about uh, the Earth. It's the E. You you pick up the E <laughs> volume of the encyclopedia and as you reach for it and grab it, then it just like fades into like a wall of ones and zeros and you're like, what the whole thing was. The whole thing was a simulation from the start. You're telling me my Encarta CDs were fucking uh, all. Oh, no, they're all machinations of the human mind, dude. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> we got, got to you with three. <laughs> Your only chance to resist was 25 years ago when we mailed you a free copy of the AOL CD. <laughs> that was your opt out point, Mr. Anderson. I know flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you asked me what my ritual was for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I, uh, it's been a while. I had a, I had a birthday party before the pandemic. And it, when in, in 2019 was the last party I had. Since then, it's been mostly, um, and then like, you know, I could have had a birthday in 2020, but I was busy at that time. So I just had a couple of dinners. Right. I took my mom out, and I took a you know a couple of different dinners, and then uh, I'll probably do something like that because I mean I have friends, but it's like if I'm gonna throw a party, I have like thousands of friends now that I would want to see at a party, right? And to accomplish a party, it's gonna cost me like thousands of dollars to rent a place, right? Right. And that I'm not gonna be a prom- I'm not gonna be like fucking ten dollar entrance James Domian's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> 44 years old. Can you imagine the 44-year-old birthday celebration of James Adomier at the Palladium? $10. $10 to swim, $20 to go under. Four floors, wet underwear contest. 21 and over only. Your 44th birthday, you have to tell people it's 21 and over. It's like, who the fuck is getting invited? It's 44 years and older. 
For tickets, go to LiveNation.com forward slash James Adomian 44. <laughs> in, 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 in cooperation with Nederlander events. Yeah, I used to be a birthday guy or I used to be an event person. But then I found I was doing way more labor around my birthday than I really wanted to. And then like because I don't like the attention part. Like I, I crave attention constantly, but I don't like it for like birthday reason i'd rather be getting attention because i'm being currently funny in that moment but like the the birthday attention feels like a so i'm like walking this fine line of like i want to get 50 of my friends together rent a bus and go to a rugby match but i don't want any special attention on the way and then i'm like i can't thread this needle like the way i want to you're you're not going to get out of that without somebody like dousing you with beer and dangling over you the you're you're being dangled over the back of the party bus right exactly and it's like oh i don't want this and it's like then what did you set up and i'm like i guess i you're right and then it's like now i'm doing like all this work around my birthday and i'm getting like anxiety about like well i hope so and so can make it oh the bus is all right i gotta pay for the and i'm like what the fuck am i doing and now i'm like my birthday i'm like uh a dinner with the wife where i get to choose a movie i get to choose the movie we watch and then maybe maybe uh, Two other friends of ours who's like, hey, are you doing anything for your birthday? It's like, yeah, let's go get clams. <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't I can't bring myself to like overthink it anymore. I hired I fucking I'm having a 44 year old 1980 blowout. I hired a <laughs> leprechaun band. <laughs> at the, I was born 12 minutes after midnight on January 31st. So the parties the night before at 12 minutes after midnight on the 31st. <laughs> Party starts Actually, on the 30th at, at 12, 12 a.m., technically January 31st. The Leprechaun Band will begin performing uh, Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> My personal favorite song. Yeah, I don't want to – I don't – I did spend a lot of money on the last birthday party I had, and it was very fun, and it's memorable, but it's like, oh, I have enough photos from that to make it look like that was my birthday this year. Right. It was, it was only five years ago, and just be like, no, this was also my birthday, and I never posted these, so you just pretend this was my current birthday. Also, if I'm being fully honest, like when you think about going to someone else's birthday, and you're like, like the way I feel sometimes about it, even if I love the person and I am free that night, it's still like... Oh, do, am I going to go to Highland Park for this guy's birthday? It's like, I don't want anyone to feel that way about me. So I'm not even going to like set that situation up of like, uh, Gabrus is renting out a beer hall. You have to wear leader hose. I can't fucking go to this stupid thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I'll, I, I think here's a nice, here's a nice, a wonderful little easy birthday that you can do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You, you wake up, you have, you go for brunch. You go for a birthday brunch with someone that you love, or m- probably most likely an ex-boyfriend. And who who else are you going to go for brunch with on your birthday? Your ex-boyfriend. That's what you do. That's so, so specific. <laughs> and, then, and then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go to your favorite bookstore, but you're not allowed to buy any books anymore. There's a moratorium on buying books because you've spent the last ten years buying and not reading or getting rid of the books. Yep. <laughs> Currently showing James my bookshelf full of stuff I haven't read yet. <laughs> you're able to, you can go to the bookstore, but you're not allowed to leave without anything more than a fly, a couple of flyers that they have out <laughs> at the bookstore. Then you might go for a haircut or go for a spa or something like that. And then you have three dinners. You have three dinners with three different people who won't talk to each other. <laughs> 
I do look forward to the restaurants, though. That's one of that's one of the things that 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 that's for real. What I would like to do, right? Well, it's just like the, an excuse to go like maybe one notch more expensive or one notch further. Like for me, it's always just like, well, I can offload like a little bit of this labor to my wife because it's like like because I because I do I have to do it for her in November. So come January, I could go like. Hey, can you like try to get a reservation at this place that's like we don't normally try to go to? Like that that's the only like birthday treat I I'm really looking for. I do the I take the opposite direction. I go I go to the exact same places that I would have had a birthday party at if it was still the 80s. It was, <laughs> if it was a, 1988 or 1989, I'm still going to Sizzler. <laughs> Shakey's. I go to Shakey's Pizza. <laughs> And I invite, I invite the whole I invite a, a, a little league baseball team's worth of uh, guests to join me, but they're all in their late thirties and forties. <laughs> Some of them even in their fifties. But sitting around with little fucking party hats on. Uh, I straight up had my birthday at an arcade like three years ago in downtown L.A. Uh, right before the pandemic, and I was like. I had my birthday at an arcade like seven years in a row in the 90s. Now I'm doing it again in 2017 uh-huh. or 2018. It's like it it does. That's the nostalgia shit I'm chasing is like I just want to be in that headspace again. And I feel it when I go to the movies because it fe- that's when I feel like a kid again is like going to the movie. Even if I am just going to the Vista to see Zone of Interest, I still feel like a, a child. Very specific. It. You're in the right <laughs> neighborhood, pal. Yep. <laughs> Uh yeah, or you, I love when you play the video games and they're just like, well, this this game is. There are very few original Donkey Kongs that you can still find uh, <laughs> right. for. So this is obviously like a, it's a resh- it's what we call a reshell. <laughs> right. You're like, all right, so we're just faking nostalgia. Got it. Okay. Oh, it so still nothing hits. is supposed to still work from 1980 from the, from the <laughs> early 80s. Uh, James. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. We got to do it on our half birthdays next year. <laughs> or at least normally I would at least we'd get to party in Austin together, but I haven't gone in a hot minute. So I I, I miss I miss thee. Let's uh, I might. I might go. I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, I'm uh, I like I have done the half birthday thing on July 31st before. It's a good it's a good half birthday. Like, yeah, you know, that's that's everyone would say it, it's completely opposite. Right. Well, that's the other thing. It's we're still a little close to the holidays for our birthday to be like, like you you couldn't get friends to do a weekend away for your birthday. Like you you know what I mean. Like our it's too close to like no one's pumped about like all right I'm back on I'm doing my New Year New Me shit. Oh fuck, Adomian wants to go to Puerto Vallarta. For Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> and we're gonna get where's, where the invitation. The blast has gone out. Uh, everybody we're going to a- something called Popper City. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you. That's how you imagine it. <laughs> it's what you think it is. <laughs> Ciudad, Ciudad Bombom. <laughs> James, a- anything uh, you you want to plug before you get out of here? Uh, well, uh, uh, I have um, very little going on right now. Um, I am on a lot of cartoons, and I one of my I'm I'm just I'm waltzing through my New Year's resolution. I'm supposed to post a bunch of shit that I didn't last year. Very cool projects that I was on. I'm on a lot of cartoons and short films that I'm trying to catch up with and post on my um, Instagram. Uh, Hell yeah. Coming up. But I have a special, I have a stand-up special coming out uh, on 800 Pound Gorilla in 2024 in my in my 45th year. Hell in yeah. My, in my 44 year, 
uh, after my birthday. I think it'll. We don't have an exact release date yet, but it'll be uh, uh, probably in the early spring. Keep your eyes um, peeled for that. We'll be uh, we'll be posting that on fucking assorted social meds. Get it's that called fucking... Path of Most Resistance. <laughs> It's coming out. Uh, I'm releasing it at the age of 44. Perfect. <laughs> As a swan song. <laughs> Calling something your last special is a really funny idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think after this, I'm going to go back to lifeguarding and bartending. So it makes total sense. Well, uh, luckily, I can go back to my previous career before I got into comedy, which is uh, working at a Barnes and Noble. Oh, hell yeah. Those are all around us. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take me back. Bye, James. Bye, John. Bye. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, too. Bye, shitheads. I'm sure you have heard of people microdosing. Uh, if not, it's just the all sorts of people are microdosing these days to feel healthier and performing better. So let's talk about it. You know, it's about finding the just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace. Like after a workout or a nice long shower where you're relaxed, focused, and a little energized, aka in the zone. Well, microdose can help you get in that zone easier and stay there longer. Um, I've been enjoying the, uh, I'm going to always go by color, but the yellow, uh, Lumi, the yellow microdose, the daytime stuff, I take a couple of those on a day. Once I'm done with, uh, you know, uh, all my work in the morning, I pop a few of those and I get to, you know, two or three, keep it low dose, uh, you know, get all the, uh, endocannabinoids I need and, uh, get, you know, get a little, uh, Cruise a little, just uh, vibe out a little, you know, get that post-long shower feeling, uh, post-long workout feeling. Uh, so microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the r- right amount of good. So get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MIGHTY. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MIGHTY for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, M-I-C-R-O-D-O-S-E.com, promo code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, a legend of the podcast game, one of my favorite producers I've ever worked with. I say one of because the other one is listening to this episode right now as she edits it. It's Josh Richmond. Uh, listen, I'm just I'm just happy to be up in that higher echelon of, of producers, uh, the 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 League of Legends of, of, I work of podcast with, producers. I work with all the best. I got yeah. Josh. I got Josh Richard, Radio TFB himself doing That's Gino. Right. I got Emma or E E Emma from Doughboys doing High and Mighty, and I got Chef Kevin doing Action Boys. Like I got, I, I'm div- I, You know, I'm honestly, no, no better, no, no, no better trio. I, I, those are th- three of the most famous podcast producers, I guess, like, which is kind of crazy to say. Am I? Am I, I don't. It's hard for me to think of myself as famous. I, I'm. I get. I get. Like. I almost feel like I'm. Like. Am I like high and mighty guest level? Is that? Is that? Am I? Am I at that level? I don't feel like I am. But Ooh, I sure. Wonder. I'm happy to I think. I think you are personally. Did you and Brett do an episode of High and Mighty when uh, we were promoting Gino? Right. Uh well not when we were promoting Gino but we we did a we did an episode about AI together about a year right. ago right yes yes because 
<laughs> and we were 100% right about everything we said in that episode. <laughs> I think, like, honestly, I looked back on that and I was like, I think we were kind of spot on. Like, we were like, hey, this is going to be a big deal and it's going to be kind of, like, shitty and destructive and a lot of bullshit. And and then we had an entire strike that ha- partly revolved around how true that was. So, yeah, we were we were correct. Color us correct. Take that, society. <laughs> um, uh, Josh. This is the day after our birthday. This this episode drops. Ooh. Uh, do you have any birthday traditions? Any birthday things, or at least maybe this year something specific you were you're trying to do? Um, yeah. What what is that for I you? Am... Growing up, was there stuff? Do you recreate anything in adulthood now? God, I so I'm turning 38 this year, which feels like it feels like a, a kind of like a, such a non year to celebrate. Such it a, is like, special, no- <laughs> according to uh, <laughs> the 38 special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. Duh. Yeah, of course. Um, no, I mean, most of, most of my memories of, are like, I remember being a kid and wanting to have a beach birthday, but it was always, it's always cold. Like, it's like the worst time of, it's the worst time of year to have a beach birthday. I can't, even in LA. That's same here. I always want a beach birthday. I always want to go away for a beach weekend for my birthday. And like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, my wife's always like, Oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I'd like to like go to Santa Cruz in July. <laughs> and she's like, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Honestly, that has a lot of a lot of my best birthdays have either involved like planning ahead or like let's it's also like it's even though it's a month away from the new year, it sometimes feels like it's like we're still easing into the new year. A lot of times it's like I'm planning my birthday party for March. I'm just getting I'm getting ahead of that. Or I'm doing something with a, another Aquarius friend who has a February birthday and we're teaming up. Uh, that's yeah, been a well, lot of my best birthday memories and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it is. I, I, I talked about this briefly with Adomian. It is still like a little post-holidays for the 131B day. Yeah. Specifically, too, it's like January... Like people are like doing dry January or at least are like, no, I just got on. Like, I'm really trying to create a healthy pattern and you're having a pizza buffet party (laughs) on January 31st. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. Oh, uh, you know, I um, I've only done this twice, but my two best birthday parties ever were me throwing a murder mystery party for a bunch. Yes. One of those guys. Well, that's funny you say that because I've talked about this a few times. One of my favorite birthdays I ever did was I rented a tour bus. And booked everyone a trip to like uh, Carson, California, to go watch USA play Argentina in rugby union. And I was like, "What?" But and maybe you can speak to this too. It, I haven't done something like that again because I've realized I don't love doing all this work around my birth. <laughs> oh. I am 100% the opposite. I am like, oh, there I can I I can only conceive of having a birthday for myself and make it worthwhile for like I have to do an obscene amount of prep work and make it some part of some sort of like insane creative project where I'm like I'm creating spreadsheets and I have to come up with all sorts of insane arcane <laughs> rules for the party. Otherwise but this, it's, otherwise this it's ties not worth into it. this ties into a larger facet of your personality in general <laughs> that, though. Of you're course, like of course. you're like, "Hold on, I found this giant rock that might be impossible to move up this mountain." But <laughs> I can yeah. make a list about the rock. <laughs> it's like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But and that's half the fun of doing those parties is I'm like, I get to invite everybody to my house and I get to uh be a dis- be I as as just a natural introvert and somebody who I feel like I c- I only really work in social situations where there's some sort of like set rules. Uh <laughs> I get to I get premise. to yeah. yeah, so there's premises. <laughs> I get to like impose all sorts of insane premises on everybody attending my party and make them show up in character <laughs> and be like, every twenty minutes you're gonna have to do this task uh, and and i'm just i'm having a ball 
I'm well, there is something time. powerful about birthdays, right? Like you hear people going like, for my birthday, I made all my friends come to New Orleans and like they rented a house and like we partied. And, and of course, people are looking for excuses to do stuff like that, too. And then the murder mystery kind of slides in there in a sort of like lightly lower lift. But same thing of like. I don't, I don't know if I'd ever do a murder mystery, but Josh is having people over and doing it for his birthday. Right. So it'd be, you get that like two birds, one stone mentality from your guests of like, well, we should go to Josh's birthday. Exactly. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not such a nerd that you would actually make it to do all the work yourself, but you're right. enough of a nerd that you would go and probably have a good time. Yeah. And just, I think by being at least like one degree of separation from you is like, you know, <laughs> you're going to be, I don't, I don't know how many like, you know, NFL, you know, wide receivers are like, yo, that guy, Josh, I don't think I'm going to go to his weird murder mystery party. I'm a <laughs> Pro- jock. <laughs> that's, that's, prob- that's probably true. Well, and also, wait, speaking of that, can I, can I show you something that I, I just moved. I just found this book in my partner's house because they're an astrology and tarot nut. It's a book called The Secret Language of Birthdays. Whoa. It's this giant book full of like arcana about every day of the year and what it means if you're born on that day. And I did did read a paragraph of it and I was like, hey, tell me if this sounds like it connects all all six or seven people who are on this, uh, this podcast you're putting together. First of all, January 31st is called The Day of Poetic Song. Ooh, yeah, that's me. Got it. <laughs> a natural poet. Those born on January 31st are individuals who wish to be heard. They also like to be seen and can become deeply unhappy if kept out of the spotlight for too long. Indeed, being appreciated and understood by even a small, close group of friends is of great importance to their confidence and self-esteem. January 31st, people are social and can become depressed if they're forced to hide themselves away. But if they have been emotionally hurt or had their self-image damaged, they can go through very difficult times which demand isolation. Fortunately, they recover pretty quickly to once again share their bubbling personality with the world. Whoa. <laughs> <There's> a... <laughs> With the exception of Nangle, who has an awful personality. <laughs> just pick the one woman. That's but I, I just I just loved crazy. I just loved yeah, like love to be seated heard. Like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's about the self-selection of the a handful of the people are all UCB friends. Yeah, though, right. that's fucking wild. And I I like 131, like it's weird how many people like is that what's nine months before us? That's like March, right? So is it like was all of our parents boning on like the first defrost day? Like that's like I get. Well, is, I think it's April. I think it would be oh. like end of April. Yeah, I don't. It's spring. It's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of spring conceptions. Right. Yeah. You're just coming out of hibernation. You're like, oh, I yeah. guess I'll have to fuck this lady. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're you know we're not doing. It. It's 1982. We don't need uh, 1981. Technically, we don't need condoms, hun. Let's go. <laughs> well, nothing will happen. We won't have a kid at 20. At, you won't have your first kid at 22. Uh, thank God you dropped out of college to really focus on this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what could go wrong? <laughs> uh, that's. Do you have the big thing growing up in my house was you got to pick the dinner on your birthday. My dad would like c- cook it if he was home, or you would like order it as we got older. But uh, that was that was like a big highlight for me, and that's maybe the only tradition that still kind of exists. It, it, is like, that's definitely for like when because the other thing that happens on my birthday is because most of my family still lives in LA. There's usually some kind of like there's some kind of family get together. Uh, right, and, right. It's a good and, excuse. Yeah. Well, and and this also ties into how I often feel like I'm sharing my birthday. My uncle was born on January 30th, 
So it's just always a natural, like, okay, you guys are going to have a dinner together. And we're kind of jointly picking what that dinner is going to be a little bit. Oh, interesting. I like that. I, I, that I, my mom's birthday is February 2nd. So we're like really close together, but we, uh, we don't really do. We've never really did joint birthdays. My mom's not the type of person to share like that. <laughs> <laughs> I I've, listen. I'm, we're exploring a lot of different facets of my personality here, but maybe it says something that like I just sort of got used to sharing it and seeding the spotlight at a certain point. I'm just dying. I like for Sheer and Bobby to throw like a sort of famous person birthday that we can like get runoff of and then maybe timberlake is there you know like yeah so I mean, we can talk yeah. to him about it <laughs> yeah nudge nudge hint hint yeah yeah if you're listening justin timberlake <laughs> if you search january 31st birthdays like like we all do at the podcast app thank you uh <laughs> do you do you have uh specific plans this year like isn't no, it so- i find it difficult to ask for gifts like you know my mom's always like well just tell me what you want and i'm like I don't want you to get me anything, but if it's anything, just, I guess, like a hundred bucks or like a gift card. Like I don't need, I, my mom's like always like, well, where do you like to get your shirts from? I'm like, mom, don't buy me like one shirt. It's fine. Like I don't need it. I don't want it, but you want to give them something to give you too. Like I, I, as much as I love attention and I'm constantly seeking it out and uh, being so obnoxious in uh, public and uh, social situations, I don't like like that kind of attention for some reason. I don't like like mandatory attention. Like I don't like to be doted on when I'm sick or like I don't even really yeah. like getting a massage and stuff. That always feels like a I'm like no 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 you don't don't bother me don't bother with me. No, because I don't. I don't want to admit I need anything, and that's that's yeah. kind of what those things tie into. Is being sick. Like, no, I I got this. I'm gonna drag myself to the corner store and get some Dayquil and and power through it. I and can handle this. Yeah, yeah. And 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 same. Usually, anything that I'm like, I I need this for myself. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get this, and then I forget. Like, oh wait, I have a birthday coming up. Maybe I can ask somebody to get this for me. But then I'm just waiting longer, and I'm making and I'm making them go out, go out of their way to do a thing. Right, I, and I'm uh, yeah. so specific, too. I'm always like, yeah. yeah, oh, I guess. And then I'm like, am I going to just send my mom or whoever's asking, like, a link to the thing I want? Like, I'm like, at this point, I could just click buy. Like, I, I'm not wealthy. And nothing I want is, like, the, the other thing is, like, at, at a certain age, you, nothing is out of range, like, uh, unless my parents were wealthy, like right. or like I had wealthy family, but they're not. Well, at this point, I think I, you know, we're all doing the same. So right, exactly. I could be- get I could get this stuff for myself. So so for me, like getting a gift means that like you it it, it works for me if like it says oh it, it you're it's an expression of you showing that you you know me that you know right. something about my taste and so that that's that touches me that you're like oh you recognize something that you knew I would like. Um, but I yes. I have like weird hyper specific tastes, so people always tell me I'm impossible to shop for. Because like I'll that, say like I love music and they'll be like okay and then they'll get me like a Guns N' Roses album and I'll be like I don't I don't like that kind of music and, <laughs> yeah, okay. and then they'll I, feel I should bad. Be a little more specific I guess yeah <laughs> uh, no that it it's so true because it's like right now I would like to I have the same television I had when I moved in here eleven years ago I would yeah. love to upgrade my living room television. But that is a price point that is not a gift I can ask for. <laughs> no, who's going to get you a TV? <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to ask, like, Mom, buy me a TV. And it's specifically the X amount of size, this version, HD, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, uh, I feel too guilty. But anything else that I would, like, ask my mom for, I would buy myself already the second I needed it. Like, if I, if on, like, January 27th I needed, like, I, I always forget to be like, I, I probably can wait. 
or right. more Nike dry fit socks and ask my mom to set. But it's like <laughs> at that some point it's like there's like it's just weird. Like I, it feels weird to be too. Like I'd rather my mom just get me something random and be like, "How dumb is like?" Look, I re-gift shit all the time. I'm constantly leaving stuff out for the unhoused people to collect. And my, I'm like, the amount of people who have like uh, weird comic books uh, that live like I just put out so- shit on the street so frequently. The the amount of cannabis swag that I've just donated right. to like the ether <laughs> is like bananas. So I'm like, mom, if just take a swing, and if you get me. The, the thing that frustrates me the most is she's like, well, what do you want? Tell me what Tiffany wants for her birthday. I'm like, bro, I don't even know what to get her for her birthday. Now I'm trying to find something that's like under a hundred bucks for you to get for her birthday. That's thoughtful, but not like. As right. There's a specific price range. It's <laughs> yeah. not, that's not too practical, but not too esoteric. I mean, this also, I, I mean, because I'm just, I'm just coming off, like buying a bunch of Hanukkah shit over the holidays and for right, and various right. gifts for people. Part, my house, I just have a theory that, like, compared to 15, 20 years ago, I think there's just less good gifts that you can buy because so much stuff has become, like, digital or streaming. Like, in terms of, like, products that you can wrap and put in a box, I think there's just, like, less, like, shit that people wanted their house. Like, Dude, this makes me think I should get a few of my friends together that I know, like, I'd be like, look, do we, we don't get each other birthday stuff, but maybe we should just buy each other physical media every year for our birthdays and like because that was that was always a highlight i think i talked about this with aaron covington on an episode like a highlight gift would be like man if i I got josh the jerky boy cd like that would be a fun (laughs) gift to get you because of our connection of working on gino together or whatever but like but like getting someone a movie you know they would like or you have some sort of connection to or like uh, look, Josh, I got you pump up the volume in 4K. You know, That's what like- I mean is I, I used to love getting and giving like DVDs and Blu-rays. And then for a while that completely dropped off. And I was like, well, what kind of movie gift can I get people that's not either so expensive or like an, an iTunes gift card? Yeah, and like now- check your email. I got <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> check your email sucks. That's just the worst <laughs> gift giving experience. It's terrible. Right, right. It's like. Like my mom always says, well, I want you to be able to open something. I'm like, I can open an envelope that has cash in it if you want. Like, right, don't worry. Right. Like, just save yourself the energy. <laughs> also, save us this conversation where you're calling me and ask me what I want for my birthday. Just fucking <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and and like there's your birthdays get like more and more fraught as you get older in a weird yeah. way where you're like and like you get to a certain amount of friends and you're like it's like frustrating to have a birthday like yes. now you're like oh if i can have eight people at i could do five people at dinner or 700 people at a club in between there i'm gonna break some hearts it feels like but also- or or some number of thousands of people listening to a podcast right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but there's some element of just like I also don't want to have like, I don't want you to feel like you have to go to my birthday party either. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and yeah. I, and I like, I, it's just such this complex situation. <laughs> well, and no, so now so- I'm like, my wife's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I, I don't even want to talk about it. She's like, okay. <laughs> well, I had like a bad birthday last year too. Like, uh, I was in like a funk around it. So I'm like, it, it, worried it's going to trigger me again or some shit like that. I completely. And th- nothing feels worse than being like, oh, I'm throwing a party and like either like th- not enough people came or too many people came. You have got to manage it. But like I, 
I, so this is not really directly related to my birthday, but I just I just moved. I was talking to you about this. I'm living in a house for the first time in a while. I feel like I can start having company over in theory, which was oh, a position shit. I didn't really feel like I could be in for a while. Is like throwing a dinner party in the, is a thing I could do in theory. So it has kind of been a New Year's resolution for me to be like, okay, first feel like I can get this space like well put together enough and comfortable enough that I would feel like confident inviting friends or family over and then like throw like a little dinner party um, and so become a dinner party cool. person. Yeah, dude. Be, yeah, well, that that's a fun birth. Like if you if you host like a little thing at your house, like that's right. always like that's a solid win for birth. low lift for other people. Unless, of course, you're like, please come as your favorite baroque uh murder character <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. i i can that's but exactly i can lay off that a little bit it's it's me getting out of my comfort zone of forcing them yet yeah, to become uh to become uh some some type of mafia character and yeah, then everyone shows up and you have like the commedia del arte masks on the table you're yes. like everyone take one you're like uh-oh it's like eyes wide shut and yeah and, and how are they gonna drink through the masks and uh, that's a problem i didn't think this all the way through i knew we should have gotten straws <laughs> um how how, do, how are you feeling on this birthday uh recently ben rogers said to me i'm gonna stop saying i'm old because you meet 50 somethings and or you hear 30 something say they're old, like young 30 something say they're old you meet 50 somethings who aren't saying that and then you're like why am i 40 currently about to be i guess i'm 42 as of this airing and i'm saying to myself I'm old. I'm bitch. Like I, I do it for like the gag of it all, but like, I, I do feel a little older this year. Sure. For some reason. Yeah. I am. You know, thirty-seven to thirty-eight is this really interesting cusp where, in my head, and I don't know if this is universal, but at least in my head, I feel like I have gone from the oldest edge of being a young person to the youngest edge of being a middle-aged person. And yeah, there's something kind of there's that. something kind of freeing about that. Yeah, you're or like I'm a like, young oldie now. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm like, I, I understand that I am like officially in a different phase of my life now, but I feel like I'm at like the beginning of that phase. And compared to maybe my, my peers and a lot of people I'm spending time with, I still feel pretty young. And a lot of what I hear from a lot of other people in their 40s is like, oh, yeah, well, it, there's there's a lot of opportunities that open up and you start like letting go of some old anxieties and stuff. And I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to embrace that. And and. Honestly, I've always felt a little bit like a premature old person. Anyway, like yeah, you've you've always had old soul <laughs> vibes for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think I think so. When I was um like through my tw through my twenties, I always felt so out of place. And part of it was like I don't like like going to clubs or doing like half the shit everybody in my age range is doing, and this doesn't really make sense. And things have started to make more sense as I've gotten into my th uh, like middle to late thirties in a way that I'm like, hey, maybe this is finally like my my peak age that I was always meant to sort of get into so i'm i'm a little i'm feeling kind of kind of at peace with it interesting that's so fun you say that because i'm thinking like uh listening to that i'm like yeah i have no desire to be 28 again yeah at all but if someone said you want to be 38 i'd be like oh yeah yeah that's good like rolling into f i will say turning 39 was scarier than turning 40 because like once you turn 40 it's like well now i'm in my 40s but being that year you're 39, you're like, I'm going to be 40. You feel yeah. like it's like a finish line ahead of you that you're like, I, I didn't I haven't done anything. I was going to I wanted to do this. Oh, I'm 40 and I haven't. And then once you turn 40, you're like, 
well, I guess 50 is the next the finish line. You know, it's like now I'm like, there's no, I, I feel so much less pressure than I did at 39. For I mean, I turned 38 yesterday and I'm already doing the like, well, I'm basically 40 thing in my Right. <laughs> I've been saying I'm basically 40 <laughs> since I was 37. Now I'm at 42 and I'm like, I'm in my really late 30s. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there is there anything you're gonna do in your new thirty eighth year? Are you gonna do anything? Di- I mean, we're also recording this in early twenty twenty four, so you know, new. It sounds like you're gonna get out of your comfort zone, maybe host some dinner parties. But is there any, is there anything else? That is something I, that's. A, I know. That is I know a, another thing. I don't know. I I know you. No, put it no, on no. I I, I, I I think I know what you're gonna bring up. I want to yeah. bring it up. And out of my comfort zone thing is I want to start hosting dinner parties and becoming a dinner party guy. A more in my comfort zone thing, which this is a little bit too early to truly like plug, but it, I can I can tease it a little bit here. Is I'm releasing a video game. I'm releasing <sighs> Dude, a computer game. You just posted that like in 2024. I will release a computer game, and I have, you know. I followed 2,000 people on social media, and there are like six, if they posted that, I would believe them. And you are one of those six. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, well, thank you. You know, this is, um, this is a little bit of the fruit of like a pandemic project that is finally starting to pay off. Where like in, in, uh, in 2020, I started like, it's been a long time goal of mine to start getting into game design. It's something I wanted to do in college and kind of moved away from. So I started teaching myself Unity and C Sharp and getting into like some game design stuff and and trying out a cup making a couple of different games that like after a few months I was like, this is not really working. It's not super fun. And then in March of uh, last year, I feel like I clicked into a concept that was working, that it was like, this feels pretty fun. This feels like something I can execute with my current level of game design skill. Let me go really, really in on this and get this to like a producible, releasable level. And that's what I've been doing for like the last 10 months. Um, oh, and that's awesome. It's, I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's at a pretty good place right now. In a couple of days, it's going to be at a place where I feel like I could have like a friends and family release and start sending it to people and maybe getting some notes on some like uh, a beta release and get some playtest notes. And, and Shit, then, uh, and then in, in April or May, uh, hopefully I'll have a version that I can put on, put on the Steam store or something. Dude, I'm, that's so exciting. You've always casually mentioned stuff like that in the past. And, uh, you know, uh, that's just that makes me so fucking happy. That ex- ecstatic! I can't wait to QA the fuck out of you. I will be. I will be truly excited to send it to you. It's uh, the yeah. game is called Doomsday. Uh, you're playing a mad scientist who's cre- trying to create the ultimate Doomsday weapon using cards. It's a card game style, roguelike in the style of a game like Slay the Spire. If you've ever played games like that, <laughs> are you kidding? I got my fucking. I'm gonna be downloading uh, Mad Scientist right here onto my fucking on uh, Doomsday onto my Steam Deck, which I know. Uh, awesome. Ah, oh, dude, I love Slay the Spire and Monster Train. Two great card bases. Yeah, Monster Train. Monster Train's a lot of fun. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, Josh, that's fucking awesome. I'm I'm hoping 2024. I I think I don't know if this was on mic or not, but we were joking how 2024 can't be worse than 2023. <laughs> but uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this year. And uh, honestly, like I keep asking everyone, what's your birthday tradition? What's your birthday tradition? I think the only one I have now is talking to all these weirdos. Yeah, talking to Bobby, Paul, you, Young, everybody on fucking uh, on and around January 31st, like. I guess that's my version of my new tradition. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. It, feel, it feels good to have been a part of at least a couple of years of, of this birthday tradition. I love it. I want, let's keep it going. Yeah, dude. I'm always, I'm always happy to, always happy to chat with you, man. And uh, 
while while we're just teasing random shit, there uh, there's a chance you guys who had never got a chance to listen to the Gino Lombardo show will have a new swing at it. Uh, we're we're in the fucking we're in the mines working on it right now. We're we're in deep. But uh, get pumped if you haven't listened. If you have listened and you want to figure out a way to maybe easily send it to f- some friends, we got you as well. We're figuring out some details, but the details I've heard sound sound pretty exciting to me. Yeah, I'm stoked. Well, Josh, uh, and wait, what you did? A, it's the still the beginning of the year. What was the big? You usually do a big countdown project of your favorite songs. Oh yeah, well I, no, I always do. Um, I always do. Uh, I, I think I was on your show talking about uh, the Richmond Anthology of Music, which is an ongoing project where I catalog <laughs> my top fifty songs from every year of recorded music. And yes, I do do that every year. And you can find uh, if you follow me on Spotify, you can find or just go to my social media at Radio TFB. You can find my top fifty songs of twenty twenty three. Good music year in my opinion. Uh, not a great, not a great year on the pop charts, but lots of really interesting stuff in indian electronic quarters uh yeah worth check worth checking out and deep diving on hell yeah josh richmond everyone bye shitheads also joining me in the high and mighty studios another 131 birthday head you know him you love him, or maybe you don't know him but i know him and i love him you will love him and know him at the end of this the emmy award-winning head writer of carpool karaoke i handed him this award and i'm still honored by that it's david younger Wow, <laughs> such a letdown from what's going to come from that. <laughs> I mean, you, you knew you knew when you said, you know him, you, you, maybe you don't. <laughs> this is a part of the podcast where everyone says, skip 30, skip 30, skip 30. <laughs> I think they're doing that whenever I'm talking anyway, so they'll just blow through this Fair. whole section. They're like just Perfect. waiting for Sheer, just waiting for Nangle, not, not, none of these assholes. I get it. Be young, brother. Uh, first of all. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here, a fellow 131 head. I uh, mm-hmm. I want to say because it was an honor last year at the Creative Arts Emmys. Rogers, uh, Rogers and I. <laughs> I'm so used to just doing everything with him. Pally and I were presenting some of the awards, and one of the awards was you won, and I got to literally hand like say your name. It was a very cool <laughs> moment. It made me so happy. And then we we embraced. We we hugged each other on stage. I didn't it even was... know what was in the category. You know, they don't like give us like a full rundown or anything. So I don't even know what I'm presenting. And then I'm like, carpool care. As I'm saying who won, I'm like, I wonder if this is like the head writer gets to come up with. And I look over and you're walking up yeah. and I'm like, this is, I, I know one guy nominated. Like this, <laughs> this worked out great and I'm presenting you, it and they won. Yeah. <laughs> you and everyone else were thinking it should have been, I think you should leave, but fuck <laughs> it. I know David and I'm going to get him a, give him a hug on stage, which, uh, which they won this year. Yeah. So. Fine, thank God. They deserve thank it. Thank God. <laughs> they deserve the short form uh, Emmy win. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was very cool. It was a very cool moment. Oh, maybe man. my last Emmy, maybe the last Emmy I ever win. Yeah. Maybe the last party I'm ever invited to, like it's, it's quite yes. possible. <laughs> Long overdue for both. Long overdue. <laughs> uh, but so I've been asking everybody these kinds of questions, so I'll, I'll get into it with you. Do you have a birthday tradition that either stems from when you were younger and you do and your whole family does, or do you do something every birthday? It, is it just like a dinner? And I know you're a father of three now. So like, yeah, what is your, that birthday? changes, a, that changes yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I, for a long period of time, my, my parents would fly out wherever I lived and spent the weekend 
with us and me. Um, but then as life has gone that on. That seems like I, I, you might have a better relationship with your parents than I do, but that seems like that would be my nightmare birthday weekend would be my parents. Well, weekend. you're uh, you're speaking to my wife's <laughs> opinion where eventually it was she she loves my parents. But eventually she was like, maybe that doesn't have to happen every birthday. <laughs> yeah, <right>. and, uh, <laughs> She's and, like, uh, don't make me list the cool things we could do on your birthday if your parents <laughs> weren't here. <laughs> um, and so uh, that went out. And so now it's kind of <laughs> it, it kind of uh, it's kind of a TBD situation. So so nothing, nothing uh, annually anymore. That was it right. for many years. Okay. But no, no longer. Now it's kind of like, you know, whatever we feel like we feel like doing we do but is there like we got to go out to a birthday everyone goes out for a birthday dinner like do you have any like do your kids do something specific do you like because because um, because i think with kids like i feels like having reasons to do things is always like keeping them well, the like kids, engaged and busy and shit yeah um my my wife will do a it really like boils you down to just your beer bare essence because she'll usually ask them what do you want to get daddy? Like something that he really loves. And so like three years ago, it was a can of Diet Coke. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, two years ago, it was a pizza. And then uh, last year, we had we call it, my kids call it spicy water as opposed to sparkling water. <laughs> so it was a, it was a large can of, spi- a large bottle of spicy water. So it's almost like a way for my wife, to, for Flynn to like kind of keep me down a little bit to be like, this <laughs> This is what you represent to our children. Here, your three um, your three kids brainstormed, and they the, the best part of their person your personality they could figure out was Diet Coke. Enjoy, yeah, David. Two out, of, two out of three years was just a liquid. Um, <laughs> hey, it's getting healthier. They, They're looking out. For it you. is. It is. It is. Um, and so, yeah, that's what my that's what Flynn does with my kids. Flynn being my wife, as you know. Um, and then, uh, but and then she'll do some version of ordering in oysters or so I like seafood. So she's done seafood stuff often. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Cause we sort of growing up, we got to ask, you know, we didn't go out to dinner that much, but we got to ask like, Oh, can you cook this dad? Cause it's my yes. birthday. And it's like this special dish. And now, now it's kind of like, I could ask Tiffany to cook me something or we can ask to go. And now I always ask for my birthday. Like, you know, it's your birthday. We can do whatever you want this weekend. I ask for like this, super lame shit that we can never really do i'm like i just want to be on the couch for seven hours like you're like totally. that's like and that's like that's yeah. what i want for my birthday and she's like you sure you don't want to i'm like no no that's what we do every weekend is run around to different cool destinations and try to totally. see people and do shit i want nothing and she's like well that seems i'm like you ask me what i want and this is what it's i want 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. it's gotten it's definitely gotten like more uh, I, I don't want to use what the example you just gave, but depressing as I've gotten older <laughs> that all I want, all I want is less. Like I, um, two years ago, no, it was last year. Um, I went to the casino commerce casino for my birthday as like a little treat to myself by myself. <laughs> I went, I went and played on poker. paper. That is the most depressing birthday I could imagine. Also that, <laughs> but casino, I love gambling. It, and so I, I know would you be- do. <laughs> 
that casino incredibly depressing. Yeah, it's um, gotta be. <laughs> it, um, we did. We did. I mean, for my 40th, that was my 40th. We did. We we went to Mexico City, so that was very fun. Oh, but that's like, awesome. On, on my birthday, it was like, "What do you want to do?" And I said, uh, "I want to play poker." So I went to Commerce by myself. <laughs> so like, it's definitely to your point. Like, less is more at this point. In yeah. My life. It's funny also when your birthday like falls on a Wednesday, right? You're like, so that's a worst. Yeah. What and it's a Wednesday. Birthday? It's a Wednesday oh, this year. Fuck. Yeah. I was going to look that up before this, before we started chatting. A Wednesday is the worst. Yeah. As of people listening to this episode, the day it came out, our birthdays were yesterday. And I, I have like a podcast record scheduled that day. And Tiffany's like, cancel it, reschedule it. I'm like, it, if I had a de- if I had a desk job or school or something, you gotta go on your birthday. You gotta do it. I <laughs> right? know. Do you um? Do you do uh? What is your birthday treat like? Is it cake, cupcake? Do you do that? I don't really like. Uh, Tiffany, well, it it's usually the uh, Magnolia's uh, banana pudding. Because uh, I I really like banana pudding and uh, or banana. It's I, very good. Yeah, and theirs is yeah. very good. And like I'm not really a sweets person in general. I'm more of like a savory meat person to begin with. Uh-huh. Uh but I will re- do you have do you have a a sweet? Mine is the Susie Cakes Funfetti cake. Oh, Funfetti. That's my little brother's. He goes for the Funfetti every year. Yeah. Very very into it. The Funfetti so, rules. That's like what it does. That's the flavor of birthday, right? Like it Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, I do the Funfetti. Um and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, fuck um, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now I, do I'm hungry. Have, do have, I know. Do you have plans for your birthday yet or no? I do not. I am dragging my... We're recording this two weeks before our birthdays, and I have no plans. Do you have plans? No. It, I, um, so we went to Mexico City last year right. for my 40th. And then uh, Flynn's birthday is in June um, in the, uh, you know, the heart of the strike. Oh yeah, and so we were kind of tight on the uh, the cash, so we did <laughs> we did uh, close to nothing for hers. So this birthday, I'm kind of gonna just take it easy and uh, and punt, and let it, hers... punt it to June. Yeah. And like let let yes. let this next coming June be the big exciting weekend. The best gift I can give myself is on my birthday, say to Flynn, you know what? Let's just wait and do something big for your birthday, oh, and then yeah. stay I mean, winning. That's, well, that's uh. I think I talked about this with Josh too. It's like having the January birthday this close after the holidays too is always like, it's hard to like gather people for a weekend away or like, you're like, we just kind of track. We've only been back home for like 20 days. If we, if we've been running around it, it, you know, you get in your head a little, a little bit about it. And also you don't really want to go away for like a winter week. Like I'm always like, no, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, how about in mid July, we go to the beach for a weekend. Totally. I, and I like, uh, and also, Yes, I love Vegas, but Vegas this time of year is like the pools are mostly shut down. Yeah, and it's like There's no you point. need to be able to like, you need to do something just one other thing besides the casino to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, oh man, I just booked uh, a Vegas weekend to go watch some rugby matches with some Aussie mates, and it happens to be like a NASCAR weekend. I couldn't find a room for like under five hundred dollars on the Saturday night. Uh, I'm so mad. I did is, get one. <laughs> yeah. I did overpay staying... for a room. I'm like, let me, I get comp points here. They're like, the best we could do is give you like a s- big discount on Sunday if you want. And I'm like, I'll stay two nights <laughs> then. Still paying 700 or whatever for Saturday night. Did you like watch, did you idiot. watch any of the formula one Vegas stuff? 
I'm not a big race car guy. I don't give a shit about that. No, stuff. neither. Yeah. I don't care at all either. I was I was intrigued by what it was going to look like if it was like video game esque, and I was very disappointed. Yeah, it doesn't it's, look. It's the longest. No, it did. It, it was really lame. Yeah, it so. feels. It feels like when the last time I was in Vegas, it seemed like they had a lot of the uh, like areas built up for yeah, Formula yeah. One, and I was like, this feels whack. I feel like we could have done something cooler with like you know yeah, totally. air conditioned walkways or something and like you know we could <laughs> stay the fuck like out of cars on the vegas strip if we can yeah yeah but no uh, it yeah kind of thing i did that half marathon the rock and roll half at vegas where you run the strip at night and they close it down there's no cars on it it was absolutely cool i've run when was that i did that like five years ago six years it, ago maybe but wow it was that sounds awesome. great yeah it was the coolest like just do you run up and down because that's not 12 miles no yeah you run like six miles then you go off the strip into like weird little territory loop around and then you come back and like finish on the strip too got it so, so they late you get mugged and pickpocketed and then you bro the 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 one section you're running through at the end i'm like this is hard if there wasn't like other people and like and like i'm sure people handing out water on the road i would have been scared because it was like yeah because yeah. it's at night too and then by the time i was finishing i was like cold I was like, oh, geez. But that as soon as I was like a cool experience, though. It was so awesome. I ate uh, weed gummies at mile 10. So by the time I finished, I oh was my just like God. looking at all the neon lights, like kind of stoned, and then immediately started like shivering my fucking ass off. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I'm not like healthy. I'm like, I'm the, the, I kicked yeah, my sure. own ass. And then, you know, we got massages. It went to the spa and got massages the next day. I had a feast that night. Felt like a weird way to do i never gone to vegas and been like i can't actually party too and then like the next day you wake up and that night is the race and i'm like oh man i wish it was in the morning so i could just gamble and party yeah, all day. It's, that is a weird way to do vegas to like wait for the night to do a, a physical activity that is the weirdest day i'm like oh i guess i gotta go find a salad lunch and like drink water <laughs> all day in the desert like it's such a weird way to attack vegas and i i I've had like so many random things like this in life. One other example I use is drunk history where it's like, it's a huge party and a book report at the same time. And you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, wait, what? Wait, this kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, you're going to get <laughs> wasted and be on camera on this super funny show. You're like, Oh hell yeah. It's like, you're all caught up on Ida Tarbell and you're familiar with all the proper nouns. And shit. And you're like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, no, there's a huge school project element. Of it. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh wait, this sucks. <laughs> I'm doing fucking homework for comedy central. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um are you uh how do you feel about aging how how are you feeling at because now this is your 40 right you're one year younger than me 41 yeah 41 Uh, Uh, last year last year was a real emotional roller coaster in a way that like totally caught me off guard like i was really fucked up by turning 40 whoa and And you're not expecting to not at all i had like a a um kind of like an emotional breakdown to Flynn. Like I, it really, I don't know why, like we were trying to plan something. And then I'm like, is this what, is this what, like, does this represent me at this point? Like, is this all I am? Like, it was really, it was really bad. Wow. Yeah. I'm like in in the midst of a midlife crisis. I'm in like a two year ongoing, like midlife crisis that I'm still in and I'm feeling it. I don't, I'm like reevaluating how I feel about so many different. We were talking a little bit before we got on. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like 
so in my head about who I am and like what I want out of life. Like, and it's like all, it feels so like weirdly selfish and like your birthday gets you in like that selfish headspace of like, yes. And, and if, if our birthdays weren't so close to the start of a new year, I think it would hit me even harder in that way. But I sort of go through a light version of those emotions in like Jan, you know, the beginning of the year where I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, what am new I year's, doing new with year's my and life? New Year's yeah. day is like the most depressing fucking day. <laughs> I hate it. I really hate it. But, the, but the birthday thing was like, I hated that I felt that way. Cause to me, it is so like, it's like cliche. It's like the, the start of like a, a movie, like the main character is like going through something. And I hated that I was feeling those things, but I could not avoid it. Bro, like, I was like, I was so embarrassed and, and yeah, I just hated it. I hated I, the feeling. I, I, I was talking to a friend about it. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe like I'm in my, you know, early forties getting my fucking ear pierced and I'm getting tattoos and I'm like, I'm going through. And he goes, you know, like the movies are right. Like midlife crises are real you're in your mid 40s and you're in your early 40s shit is and he's like yeah so you didn't buy a convertible that's the cliche but it's a cliche that we go through midlife crises for a reason because we all do yeah and i and uh, so many of our peers are around the same age and i'm just like every interaction i have with people are like and especially being in this like creative industry that is changed every six months for the last five years you're just like for the better for the better yes thank you (laughs) yes i agree thank you netflix (laughs) um yeah no it's it really uh it it hit me last year i don't think it's going to be as bad this year no no it can't uh, be honestly i don't want to get into my last year too much but all i keep saying is like there's no way it's as bad as i was feeling this on my 41st birthday yeah (laughs) um i've got a birthday question for you is there someone that is that has our birthday that you all that you in your head think to yourself, if I ever meet that person, I'm going to bring up our birthdays as a way to like connect us? Yes. So because I have someone. Oh, who's your because mine's Justin Timberlake, who I think I could run into. Like, yes. uh, but uh, I would like to say I would like to get to meet Phil Collins and tell him. <laughs> um. <laughs> That, I think Timberlake is a is a good one. Mine was um, this is from when I was a kid. Was Nolan Ryan? Oh yeah, Nolan Ryan and Jackie Robinson, both uh, good one thirty oneers. Yeah, but, yes. Uh, Nolan Ryan is like that's a good one. That's a yes. Yeah. That, he was like my when I found that out. When I remember seeing on the back of his baseball card, it was like blew my mind. So he, not that I give a shit about him now, right? But, but now that, it's Paul Shear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm going to all the fucking uh, NTSF uh, fan events I can find. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, now. Uh, but yeah, it was it was Nolan Ryan for me. Oh, that makes total sense. That makes total. Yeah. T- Timberlake. I could see myself in the near future being at some event that he's at and just being like, "My birthday is January 31st too." And just would like- you, you do you think you would use that as your opener? Yes. Yes. I would say, Justin. I just want to say. My birthday is January 31st too, you know, like, uh, I, 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 I think I would do that. I, I think I'm like that weirdly as I've gotten older, like I still don't like to do things. Like I still don't like to like put myself out there socially or like, I never ask people for pictures. I'm never like, Oh, like, I'm never like, this is so cool. We're doing, you know what I mean? Like, and that's part of, you know, that's a problem I should be dealing with too, but I think I would have like the gumption to be like, all right, 
I'm going for it. Here we go. Yeah, What's yeah. up? Yeah, you know, like uh I think totally that and I feel confident in like the smallness of it of just being like like I'm not gonna be like, so you gotta do high and mighty next January thirty first. Yeah, of course, of course. That, Although that'd be that a would pretty be three, good yeah, ad. Yeah, no shit. It would be a couple of <laughs> it would have to require another meeting being like, Hey, remember I'm the birthday guy? I also do this birthday episode of my podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like I would I would love to just get in between talking to friends, like, oh, it's David Young, Bobby Moynihan, then I'm randomly talking to Kerry Washington, someone who I have no, I have no, no connection with whatsoever. <laughs> Just like, I, I think that'd be great. Yeah, I, it would rule. Wait, she, is she a 131er? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Portia de Rossi, Kerry, uh, Kerry Washington, uh, Minnie Driver. Those are like our three uh, heavy hitter actresses that have the same birthday. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um. Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons also has our mm. birthday. Yeah, I should get him on. Uh, you could probably do that, right? Yeah, he's probably just fucking stomping and clapping somewhere anyway. Yeah, with his suspenders <laughs> big, on. He's got suspenders and a big fucking hat on somewhere. I'm sure I could get him to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we've taken down Marcus Mumford. He deserves it. Him and his dumb sons. Yeah, now let's do the Lumineers. <laughs> Yeah, who's next? No one can escape our wrath. None of you fucking <laughs> clap stomp yeah bands. I heard someone refer to them as. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> ah. uh, huh? What a, What are you hoping for in, in this, in your 40, I guess it would be the start of your 41st year. What are you hoping in your 41st wow. year to be doing? Like, uh, is there anything that you're going to be doing differently or uh you know focusing your energy on more than previous years is there any leaf that you want to turn over is oh my god these are good questions yeah you know actually just yesterday so i'm gonna just use this because i can get deep and sad yeah oh i know but, but, we've been friends for a while <laughs> <laughs> um but flynn and i are gonna become vegan whoa yeah i we, like we, that uh she started we we watched a documentary on gummies that terrified us, and uh, and we decided. And she bought everything um, this weekend, and tonight is our first meal of being vegan. Whoa, shit! Are you gonna be? Because yeah. because uh, I also know uh, you are a big little pizza chef at home for your for uh -huh. the fam. So are you guys yes. gonna be getting away into the non dairy cheeses? Gonna start fucking I, with that. I don't know yet. I mean, we're not going to, our kids are going to be whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, I, I think I said to Flynn, I will do vegan. I will go down this path with you, but every so often I might need to cheat and have some pizza. And she said, okay to that, which of course she would, but I don't know where I'm going to see. I'm going to go all in. Yeah. I was pescatarian for like four years. So like oh, okay. I've done it. So now you're but, just but, getting rid of fish and dairy. More or less. Yes, yeah. but yeah. but but that's a huge thing. That's a huge, yeah. You just said you were a seafood guy earlier. Yeah, I know, I know. So it's going to be a challenge, but I'm I I I'm excited by by it. So I think this year will bring uh, the vegan lifestyle. Interesting. So I really like that. Yeah. Um. I find that, and also, if it makes you feel any better, and you do it, if you do it for six months, and, and don't think you can stand it, like if you're vegan four days a week, that's a huge change to like the environment I totally agree. and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like but there was that movement. I, I remember uh, for a while, uh, two of my good friends were vegan until dinner was what it's like. V U D is what it's called. And it's just like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. They like eat, a, they eat 
you know, they try. It's not like at dinner they're getting like fucking pounds of chopped meat or whatever, but they yeah. just like avoid. They're plant based until dinner, and that like they'll well, have the, chicken or fish at dinner. But that's still not like a sa- a huge sacrifice. Like no, it's not. That's the only problem because like I've done. Did you did you ever do the um the four hour body? That was a, a fad diet. The Tim Ferriss so yeah, Tim yeah. Ferriss, where you yeah. like you do you do six days of strict dieting, and the last day you can eat do whatever, whatever you, want. you want. Yeah, and it was like, and Flynn made the point that like the amount of unhealthy food I'm eating on that day is going to lead to a heart attack, right? Way more than the healthy. So I guess what I'm saying is like I'm better when I just turn the faucet off completely. Yeah. Than like going You're in a and cold out. turkey guy yeah that makes yes sense. yeah i'm i'm a loophole guy i'll start like at a loophole then i'll add 40 and then it'll just be like uh, yes there it's all loopholes <laughs> yeah exactly also i just fucking pizza's good i like i love pizza but i fucking love chicken wings like uh, so same. much that's my favorite food i think yeah so like i i like fantasize about them when i don't have them after a long long period of time and that's what i'm worried about most Oh, chicken wing. oh man, I, I get it, man. That's brutal. <laughs> I know, I know. So um, we'll see what happens. Well, David Young, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty, and I just want to wish you a happy birthday, man. Happy, happy well, birthday, yeah. Thank you for having me on, and happy birthday to you. I I look forward to some version of an email, a tweet, which don't exist anymore. Some message from you to all of your friends that. I know a little bit uh, wishing happy birthday and I, it was great to do this. So thank you. I'm, I'm so stoked you're able to, do you have anything uh, you want to plug on the way out of here besides um, uh, not eating animals? Do you have, uh, uh, I got nothing. I truly have nothing. That's why I never do podcasts. <laughs> I've got nothing to plug. You don't have a Disney plus movie that you want people to watch or anything like that. <laughs> the, my, the movie that I wrote that got produced um, was taken off Paramount plus. So it oh, uh, doesn't fuck, matter. <laughs> It's a family comedy called Fantasy Football. <laughs> and that, they took uh, it no, down. <laughs> and no longer exists on the platform. People are fucking crazy. Well, maybe they'll give it a, a theater release. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After this podcast comes out, there'll be it's a, coming back. All your juice. You'll put all your juice that you get off this episode behind it, and it'll be out in IMAX in no time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, in its proper format. <laughs> Uh, David, this has been a pleasure, man. Let's uh, get Thank together you. IRL and you, uh, we can eat chicken wings and I won't uh, tell anyone. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sounds great. I know a good place has uh, chickpea wings that are, are pretty decent. Uh, really? Yeah. Love Baked Wings is the name of the company. Uh, name of the Ooh. store. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Okay. I'm going to look uh, into it. Yeah. The chickpea wings are not bad at all. They're like n- almost nuggets, but... They have the they have good like marinades and sauce to like you can get like a buffalo or a lemon pepper kind of version, but they're good. There's a place there's a place near me called Hope that also has um, a good version of a, a vegan chicken wing. Oh, cool! Well, I'll, I'll go yeah. eat those with you. I'll go eat those with you and fart yeah, my whole ride home. It, it rips your insides up. <laughs> your listeners are going crazy right now. Hope they're- love baked wings. <laughs> we got to get to California ASAP. <laughs> it's my birthday. Um, all right. Well, thank all you right, for having dude. me. Of course. Later, bud. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, another 131 head. You know him. You love him. He's Batman. It's Bobby Moynihan. Uh, 
I love that you said you weren't going to give me a big intro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the shortened version. But, yeah, that's that's still you, bro. What's up, Batman? How are Hello. you? How are you? Who, me? Yeah. I'm <laughs> well. I'm well. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm almost 47. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. As of this airing, we, you are 47 and I am Correct. 42. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Congratulate. 42 is a good one. That feels like a 47 is a good one, right? It's a prime number. You can keep saying you're in your prime. It's a weird one. It's a stupid one. 47. No one's it, 47. No one is 47, right? Oh, like No no one's for. I think I'm just going to start telling people I'm 48. Yeah. Because 47 I, is fucking ridiculous. When I was 39, I was saying I was 40 so much that when I turned 40, I was like, am I 41 now? <laughs> like, I, like, confused myself because I was like, oh, I'm just practically 40. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just eventually I was like, I think I maybe accidentally aged two years in one. <laughs> I mean, how old are you? Shut up. Relax. Dude, who needs to know that? Look at me. That's how old I am. <laughs> Yeah, you tell me. I you know. Exactly. I literally have just like four years less gray in my beard than you do. Like it's so We're, funny. I'm, I'm like, just, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm just two weeks ahead. I feel. Yeah. Like. I and I like watch it happen on you and me. Like I'm like, oh shit, I have like the left side going in. The next time I see you, I'm like, oh Bobby has the left and the right. And I'm like, oh shit, my right side's coming in. I'm like, oh Bobby's getting up on the cheeks. Like it's literally like <laughs> it's uh it's the second second kid made it all made it yeah, all well, go that'll, great. That'll yeah, second kid sure. made it all, yeah. all go great instantly. <laughs> I like it though. I want to go full Christopher Lloyd so I could start getting those parts now. Well, that's kind of where I'm at, too, is like I'm not like no one's casting me as like the frat guy anymore. So yeah, I might as well not... be <laughs> wizards. now. <laughs> uh, I literally I'm not joking. I literally sent my agents an email once that was like, if it says you got a fucker, dude, like I don't want to go in. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go in. I, on it's, it I'm anymore. too old. It's too sad to hear me say <laughs> that kind of shit. Like, I don't want to be the stoner best friend anymore. <laughs> Uh, but we're, 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 we're like, we're happy uncle, but there's not a lot of happy uncle parts. No, like, <laughs> they don't exist. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we need a we sad got, uncle. We got <laughs> drunk Santa or guy in diaper. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. I had only one Santa audition this year. I didn't get it. Take that night court. <laughs> ah, I had that too. <laughs> I had that same part too, and I couldn't do it. It's such a it's such a victory over just being asked to do college humor or funnier die Santa videos. Exactly. At least it's Santa for a sitcom. But yeah. still, I'm like every year I get the fucking email of like, "Hey, you're a fat bearded guy. A costume that you could easily put a fake beard or a fake belly on." I still get asked to be Santa Claus. I'm like, "Come on!" Nine years on SNL for the months of November and December, I was dressed as Santa for nine it's years. So brutal. You're like I fucking I just work in Macy's across the street. <laughs> um. I've been asking everybody these questions, so I'll throw them to you next. Do you have a birthday tradition, either from your childhood that uh, you still do or that your family has kind of initiated? I know your oldest kid is not like self-starting birthday age yet. Of like, <laughs> we got to take dad to blank. But is there anything that you guys do uh, every year or, or like per something personal you do, no matter how big or small? That's really funny. No, but there, there's one thing that I was from when I was a kid that I think the only person will understand is you. 
which is which is uh, when I was a kid. Like I remember the year it didn't. The first year it didn't happen, and I was like, "So what's ha- this? Isn't happening this year? Like, what do you mean I'm too old?" Which was uh, a Fudgy the Whale cake from Carvel. Oh, Carvel's Fudgy the Whale. Dude, <laughs> you brought that to a party one time. I, I did. I did. <laughs> it blew I, me away. I didn't even know there was a. I go. I go. There's a Carvel in L.A. I don't even know where it is. And your response is really funny. You're like, I actually don't know where it is either. I Postmates it all the time. And I was like, that's so funny. There's a mystery Carvel for two East Coasters to track down. It might not even be a Carvel. It just might be some guy from it's like my a ghost high school. kitchen kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, it's, Some it's dude Mr. from Beast. Queens, <laughs> yeah, cranking yeah. out, uh, the whales and uh, <laughs> carnival rolls or whatever. Yeah, oh. like I had, I had a Carvel across the street from my apartment building in New York. So it was Ooh. like growing up, the only thing I had for my birthday was Fudgy the Whale ice cream birthday cake. And then like the one year I didn't get it when I was like fourteen or fifteen, like they thought I was too old to want it. I was like, no, I, I still <laughs> want it. I want. It turns out I'm going to eat it when I'm 45. Yeah. So we might as well. You don't. You don't grow out of delicious. Right. You're like, <laughs> like at this point, it's really not about the, how cool it looks like a whale. It's yeah. about eating an ice cream cake to the dome. Hey, I, uh, <laughs> Mom, Dad, it was never about the whale. <laughs> right. Trust me. <laughs> this is you holding the DVD was, for Brendan Fraser was... movie. <laughs> It was about the little crunchies, Ma. Oh. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna float away at the end of my birthday. <laughs> the little crunchies are so fucking real. Now, for me, friendlies, uh, which was like our go to little like uh yeah. uh family dinner spot. Friendlies. They- Oh, the only did. restaurant with the balls enough to put butter on their hot dogs. Ah, oh, dude. Butter <laughs> on their hot dogs. I I the amount of meals I ate as a child in the friendly smoking oh, section is disgusting. <laughs> like sitting across my mom just blasting cigs and I'm eating a fucking cone head <laughs> and chicken tenders. Uh the fucking circular cakes from there, they did like a mint oh, yeah. one and then they did this like crumble one. That had like the Oreo bottom. That was just fucking fantastic. That was my uh, birthday cake for a number delicious. of years as a child. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those crunchies I used to get. I we we lived across a street, and I would just go and get a container of the crunchies. Oh my! I blast the fucking. I'd be cutting it up yeah. on a mirror with a fucking credit card. <laughs> Top of an X Men DVD at three o'clock in the morning. Thank you, Brian Singer. <laughs> I've been saying that a lot lately. Uh, <laughs> what uh, do, do the do the kids do anything? You know, does the family be like like like? Because that, that always makes me that always makes me laugh. David Young, who uh, another one thirty one guy said, his his wife asked the kids. We want to get daddy something that he really loves this year. What do you want to get him? And lets the kids kind of do it. And it's always like owns accidentally is a joke. One year he got a can of Diet Coke. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> these kids were like, they're, they're right. Daddy loves Diet Coke. He's like, I guess that's my birthday present. Um, this year was the first year my daughter was old enough to get me a Christmas gift. Oh, fun. Uh, and she got me uh, Star Wars socks. Oh, she's. Yeah, she knows right her on audience. The money. That's yeah, great. Right on the money. Yeah. You got feet. You love yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, you Good. haven't seen me in a while. There's something I have to tell you. <laughs> she she got me two pairs because I, I have don't four have, feet now. I, have, I, I was going to say I don't have feet anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, you finally got that flipper surgery you've been talking about. You're like, as soon as I get the flipper surgery, I'm going to start trying to swim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> someday. Someday. Maybe Christmas. I'm busy. I'm busy. Uh, uh, no, she got me a pair of Star Wars socks at like the kid fair. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I remember nice. shopping for your parents at like the. I got. Uh, they had. Dad, I know you like martial arts, so I got you a, a, a Japanese, you know, character on a piece of paper or whatever. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, I'm just making connections here. I'm a child. You got to bear with me. I know you guys gave me $8 to buy Christmas gifts for everybody. <laughs> I got my mom. I saved up like, I think it was like, I saved up like $100. Like, Jesus. this is way, way back. Excuse me. And I bought her the uh, 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 a ceramic version of of tiffany the house from gone with the wind no clue no clue i just it was a little house and it cost a hundred bucks so i thought it was fancy and i thought she would love it and i was like mom it's the house from gone with the wind and i she literally like was like what the fuck is this (laughs) so confused and still to this day i don't know why i thought she would want it but that's the little kid mentality. You're like, this seems like something my mom would like. My and mom's it's like, gonna love this fancy and it's expensive, house. Expensive, <laughs> so I know it, it means a lot. Like you just like you don't have like the and like that's the thought that you're putting in it. Which yeah, is, like, I still have it. It's one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> I live in it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually rent it out to two struggling actors for twenty eight hundred dollars a month. It's, it's fucking. It's been a lucrative business property. It's, it's pretty me. good. It's mean of me. I will say that. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm an awful person, but I. It's. It's definitely helping me out over here. Uh, do you? Do you have anything that going into your forty seventh year? Uh, do you have anything that you want to do differently that you want to? bring into your life more or even if something that's kind of new to you now that you want to like do more of is there you know are you are you looking i gotta quit murdering i want to oh, be on you still haven't and... quit murdering i know you've been no. trying to forever <laughs> no it's hard you're you're i'm addicted you got to get the book dude the book everyone I'm says see... you everyone says you don't stop murdering <laughs> but that you finish the book and you realize i don't even want to murder See, the shitty part is I know I'm not even addicted to it. I'm just doing it to be an ass. <laughs> I'm just a little oh. sassy boy. I just, just want to, just me, just a little, little stab, stab. Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel good. I feel fine. 47 for me is going to be just relax and enjoy it. Relax. You did it. You made it this far. Your kids are alive and healthy. Just Keep going, bibs. That's that's so that's funny you say that. I'm kind of I'm in the same headspace, but in relation to like work and comparing myself to others, this is something I'm trying to do in my new year of just kind of be like, who look cares? at what you have, and it's happy, <laughs> right? Like, it's like what what else? Like, what kind of sucker am I that I'm dying to work more? You know what just I mean? Relax. Like, <laughs> Trump's gonna be president again soon. Uh, Everything's gonna be was such weird. a shitty year. That I was like, oh, looking forward to 2024. It's got to be better. And it's like, it's an election year, and uh, Biden's frozen in a fucking carbonite. And- <laughs> <laughs> I always go like, everything's going to be fine. Just relax. I mean, like, it's going to go insane <laughs> again. But yeah, man, we're about uh, this is going to be a wild, a wild fall i i yeah I, yeah we're gonna have multiple october surprises like shit's gonna be coming out <laughs> who knows this is what, what they call a year i wish i was back on snl <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
<laughs> oh wait, Chris Christie dropped out. Never mind. <laughs> All right, never mind. I've tapped. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I can't do Vivek yeah. or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> yeah, hopefully some other fat Italian will run quickly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hey guys, Fingers crossed you hear Snooky's running for president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, Jack Black's in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> Getting us all paid. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Do you hear um, Josh Gad is running against Donald Trump? I mean, we're fucking like that's in like eight years. We're, yeah, we'll be getting. Exactly. I'll be getting the call from fucking Lauren. We need the, you. Ro- the Rock versus James Con. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to have like? Are you a birthday guy? Are you like, uh, oh, it's my birthday. We should do something special. Pay attention. Like, do you enjoy the attention or do? It, we're in this complicated thing. Like, I like <laughs> attention. That's part, pretty much why I got into what I'm doing. Yeah. But I like only like certain attention. When like it's like birthday doting, <laughs> it like stresses me out in some. I weird just want to be told I'm a good boy. That's yeah. It. I, just, I, I just want you to laugh at me, and yeah. then you know, like me imagine the ability of uh, me imagine us having sex, no matter who you are laughing at me, and then I live with that. You live with the giggles, and we never interact again. It's a fucking win, 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 win. It's it's life. It's <laughs> yeah. what we call life. Um. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm not. I'm like that with other things, but I think for some reason on my birthday, like my thing is like, guess what? I'm sleeping all day now. Like now it's like an adult father. It's like birthday has become like you don't have to like panic and work and worry all day. It's become like you get to sleep for Yeah, it's like I'll hours. take the heavy I'll, uh, wifey's like I'll take the heavy lifting for a little bit. You do, you know, like Yeah, I feel like when it's my wife's birthday, it's like guess what? You you have a day off from responsibility a little bit. Like that's yeah. what it has become. That's funny. Like we're literally David uh also was saying the same and I was saying the same thing. It's like like when Tiffany's like you can do whatever you want for your birthday. We can go anywhere. She's like we can stay overnight in a hotel somewhere and I'm like I want to bring the volcano into the living room and spend yeah. nine hours on the couch. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I want to put six hours of Criterion movies on, and I just get full say, and you can't say anything. Like, like it's 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 shrunk into the point where, also, our careers allow us that we do get to do exciting things and go places and do stuff. So yeah. it does feel like the swing in the other direction is like, I want to like sleep in. Maybe go for I maybe get an exercise session in like it's my birthday. I'd love to just have like an hour to go do. And then it's like and then I want to do fucking nada. I want that guilt free. I want a holiday like that's the holiday (laughs) like I want out of it. I don't need to go to fucking Europe for my birthday, but I would love to just not put on fucking pants all day. I spent two hours the other day talking to Bryn, like, what do I want to do? Like, maybe we all go to Disneyland. That would be fun. Like, the family. <laughs> and then I was like, no, you know what? Dippled, Katie Dippled always has, like, people over. We 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 were like, we haven't had anybody over to our house. I was like, let's invite over all of our friends and their kids on a Sunday right after just to have, like, a nice big, like, housewarming party with kids. We haven't had anything. And the, I'm just going to take a fucking nap. It's so like that's dude, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna take I I was like I had all these lofty aspirations, but what's gonna happen is I'm gonna take a three hour nap instead of like a, a half an hour nap. I talk myself <laughs> out of like you, what you're describing is like how you end up talking yourself out of it. You're like, well, maybe on Sunday we have everybody over. Oh, should we invite their kids? Yeah, we should probably have some kids. Well, if we're gonna have kids, we should have that. Yeah, well, if there's gonna be kids, and then all of a sudden you're like, how about none of how that? About, how about I never <laughs> talk to anybody I've ever known again? Yeah, right. Like the second it starts to be difficult, you're like, wait, 
I could just not no. do this. I'm creating all of this stress I have in my head about this. It's a fully event event fully designed by me. I could just pull the fucking plug on it right now before you even have to do anything. I'm out. Where it's canceled. The party's canceled. Don't tell anyone it happened. It's already canceled. I've had hundreds of parties canceled at my house. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude. They feel great. The second you take uh, yeah. Just sa- just Saturday night, we were supposed to go to some evening before the Emmys party, and I don't get invited to shit like that ever. So I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" And then I get the invite, and it's 10 p.m., and I'm like, "Oh okay, that's, that's a good joke." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Okay, I'm losing steam here already." Yeah. 3 p.m., Tiff and I are out eating lunch, and she's like, "I'm like, I should probably get a coffee after this if we're going to the 10 thing." She's like, "Yeah, totally." And then like an hour goes by, I'm like, "But we also like don't have to go." And she's like, I really and like and she kind of I could see that she kind of wanted to go. And I'm like, I had to pull the whole like, technically, it's my event. I'm like, I'm like, so I could say no. And I'm like, now I'm digging my heels in about not going. I'm like, it's mine. So I don't want to go. It's like, I'm a fucking child. But it felt so good to stay in on Saturday night. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. I, I, I got I got sick this weekend and I was psyched. <laughs> Having like an excuse, dude, like as East Coast, as New Yorkers, like when it snows and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's like it's dangerous for me to do anything besides eat. Okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I I truly adore being in Los Angeles as a New Yorker, because if it's 68 degrees, people act like it's 32 degrees. It's the funniest Bro, I, thing in the world. If it if it's a, if it's raining in the morning, I'll <laughs> I'll just make it a snow day. I'll just be my, like, fuck my, it. Yeah. My first month in LA, it was raining and I had a meeting get canceled. <laughs> they were like, it's raining. Yeah. When I first moved here, someone someone said something that was like, LA is the only place that indoor plans get canceled when it's raining. I really did. I really did have a meeting that got canceled because it's like, of the oh, I don't feel like going to the movies in the rain. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> the movies we are the a, best place to be we, in the rain. We went to a moving, uh, we went to a meeting on 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> The worst callback of my life. <laughs> Didn't get it. <laughs> oh man, who who could we who could we add to this? We, we've got the usual crew, you know, Adomian, Nangle, uh, Sheer, all the usual heads are in here. Oh, I'd love for us to get fucking like I'd love to get Timberlake on the pod. I'd love to get like one stretch goal. I at really some point yeah. we got a mini driver. We, at some point, yes, Portia to Rossi, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, Nolan Ryan was uh David Young said if you if you could meet anyone who has your birthday and let them know you have the same birthday, his his has been Nolan Ryan since he was a kid. Mine was Timberlake because I feel like I have the chance to potentially meet him at something mm-hmm. and just go like Dude, I'm I also a, January 31st. It's like, like <laughs> I had a conversation. I believe we've actually spoken about this before. I might have told you this story, but like we had a conversation at SNL about how we had the same birthday. And he was like, we have to have a joint birthday party. And I was very, it was very early on at SNL and I was very young. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And like, I didn't, I had no idea if he was being serious or not. He never said anything again, but he did say that sentence. And I remember thinking like, why would you do that? (laughs) Yeah, that feels crazy. Like, what do do you mean? (laughs) It's so funny. You're like, "Uh, yeah, uh, we should have all our mutual friends come to a party (laughs) together. Justin Timberlake. (laughs) What'd you guys do this weekend? We went to Justin Timberlake and Bobby Moynihan's birthday party. And someone someone would say, wait, wait, you did Mad Libs? (laughs) 
I think th- this year it's a little late, but I think one of these years I'm going to reach out to everyone and be like, let's do a joint party and let's let's get it booked so early that we can say like, hey, Kerry Washington, are you down to like add your name and your friends <laughs> I, to this? I, I sat next to her uh, front row at a Jets game and I told her we had the same birthday. <laughs> But we're also we're also born on the same exact day. Oh I mean, shit! We're we're born on the same day. I'm like two hours older than her. Oh, I wonder if I'm like on the same day as Timberlake. He might be a year older or a year younger, but I know oh, he's in his like early forties. Uh, uh, yeah, none of us. Uh, I beat none Kerry of us Washington. Are the same age. <laughs> I beat Kerry Washington by t- by two hours, and I was and I auditioned for Scandal, and it was between me and her, and she got it. <laughs> We just need someone with a 131 birthday. We don't care about the look. All right, yeah, you guys both That was have all one. it said in the breakdown. <laughs> Must be born on January 31st. And of course, me. of course my team doesn't even get me that audition. It was me, her and Carol Channing. <laughs> oh man. It's fucking good ones, man. It's a it's a specific birthday for some reason. It is. It's a great comedy birthday. It is truly insane, though, how many of like our UCB friends have this same. And we have a birthday. and there's a few Feb one birthdays too, like Gemberling, yeah. Jackie Clark are Feb oh, ones. Yeah. Like, so like a lot of funny people, a lot of funny people's parents are fucking like sometime in like yeah. June or something like that or May. Can't do math fast enough to sort that. Out. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't math out. or biology. I'm like, how long does a lady hold the baby, and how long, and how long is a month? I was trying to figure how the all of these sperm figured out how to get to a comedy club underneath a grocery store. <laughs> they were there in the seats from the before the before like UCB think, bought it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mr. Moynihan, it's always, a, it's always a pleasure. Who, me? It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Um, this is uh, I've seen you a few times in the last year, and it's been a real treat every time, especially the time you and I smoked a J while you were in a Batman costume. That was kind of a highlight for me. You were in like a photorealistic Batman costume while we were hanging out on Halloween. And it was just like an extra layer to your fucking impishness of like, Bobby makes me laugh so much. And now he's in a fucking chest plate armor Batman costume. A Batman costume that costs more than my first car. And I was like, I'm gonna wear it. It'll be funny. <laughs> and you're and dripping fucking sweat. It was like a hot walking Halloween. up a Hollywood hill to Katie Dippold's house dressed as Batman as a fat man. <laughs> it was the saddest moment of my life. If she's got a ring camera, I'm fucked. I get to the front door. I took 40 to 50 seconds to catch my breath, and I hear, "Is this where the Halloween party is?" And I turn around, and it's Sam Raimi dressed as Ken from Barbie. It was the saddest <laughs> night of my life. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was a fun night. It was good seeing you. It's always a pleasure, Bobby. Bobby, you have anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank Bobby. you, man. Happy birthday to you too. Um Nah, I'm good. I love you. Yeah, check out Bobby's Batman podcast. It's fucking. Oh yeah, very check funny. out check out who me with the Batman. <laughs> I had a blast doing it. I have a blast listening to it. You check did it. it? I've never yeah. had you. I had Bane on the show. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, Bane was on the show. <laughs> 
I remember listening to that, learning a lot about where Bane was from and who he was and where he came from. <laughs> I, I feel like Batman laughed a lot through a lot of that one. Yeah, that was a silly one. Yeah, that was Alfred, a silly one. Alfred was there. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thank you again. Uh, I love you, buddy. Happy birthday to everybody. And my advice is fuck you. <laughs> also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, you know him, you love him, from Human Giant, Best Week Ever, and Black Monday, my three favorite performances of his, it's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. to be here. Man, let me tell you this. <laughs> this birthday, I'm going to take this birthday down. I'm going to fucking wrestle it to the ground. No more is this birthday going to come after me. I'm going to tell him right to his face, fuck you, birthday. 131 in the Thunderdome. I will see you there, brother. The last day of the first month is the first day of the last day of your life. My new year starts on this day only, 31 <laughs> days after everybody else, and I feel great about it. After 31 days of wet January, I start dry February, because it's the shortest month. Thank you. I am just drinking in February. <laughs> That's all I'm doing, nonstop drinking. By the way, I watched uh, a clip of William Shatner on a wrestling show like back from the 90s, and he just he doesn't quite have... Like, he's got too much of a, well, let me tell you, uh, uh, when I'm going to be in there. Yeah, his uh, energy Bret Hart, level doesn't really like, fun. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, it, it, it's like he's trying to keep up and be fast, but it's so herky-jerky. It was, it, I was dying because it's like, he, he's like interrupting and, like, you know, it's like Brett the Hitman Hart is like, let me tell you something. I'm going to go in that ring. I'm going to take down <laughs> Macho Man. And he's like, uh, yeah, and, and I'm. I'm gonna be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I love I love when like someone is bamboozled into a wrestling performance. Like they don't know. It's like, yeah, no, a lot of people watch, so you should go on there. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's it, like a it, network be... tie-in that they have to do in some capacity, oh. and it's just absolutely not for everyone. Oh uh, my god. Happy birthday, Paul. This is that we're Thank this you. is coming out the day after. So uh, we're all well, super hungover from our oh party my god, at Timberlake's my house. party of you know, JT throws a good bash. And now, let me throw it back at you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, thanks, Sheer. I appreciate that, man. Um, um, I want to just, I've been asking everyone the same question, and it's uh, cartoonishly sad, everyone's answers, but I'll throw it out to you, too. Do you have a birthday tradition, either that uh, you did when you were younger, or now as a father and uh, having a family, or just something you do personally every birthday, or uh a mindset that you activate, anything that's regularly regularly occurs at 131 or around it. You know, there are some things that I do with regularity, uh, but not always, right? So maybe like I might do, I might do it every two years or whatever. Like the one thing that I do always is I make my New Year's resolutions on my birthday. I feel like I it's enough time to get in there. So I start thinking about the year on my birthday. I can't like it feels like that's the first time I'm able to like really grasp the new year. I it's was like, talking about that a little bit with David Young, too, because it is like 
January, now you're like, okay, well, now I'm going to be 42. Fuck right. the fact. 2024 means nothing to me. It's Gregorian calendar. M- yeah. My age matters. I'm 42 now as of today. What am I supposed to be doing going that's forward? Yeah. Exa- that's a big thing that I like to do. So I, I approach the day with something like that, you know, some sort of thing. And then there's another part of the day that I kind of try to embrace as well, which is doing something super dumb and super fun. And depending on where my family is, like if it falls in the middle of the week, my kids are at school. So they've got their shit going on. And there's been years where June has been working. So she's not around. So if I have nobody around and it's on a weekday, I'll get my ass to Disneyland. Uh, I'll go to Disney. I'll ride like one or two rides. And then I hit a movie on the way back home. I'm home by like 3.34. And I'm like, now let's go part two of the day. I think like two years ago, I saw, went to Disney, rode Guardians of the Galaxy and that's some Star Wars ride, the great Star Wars ride. That's all I did because I have that pass. Went to a movie, got to see Scream before they went to New York. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and just fucking like went home, had like an amazing dinner. And then it's kind of like, then you're in family birthday time. And yes. it's like, the kids make a card. Are you guys going to order? Like, our big thing is always like, I get to pick the meal. Like, that's like yes. always like, that's yes. like, and, and it isn't much. And, that was something that even happened when I was a kid. It's not a big okay. deal with it's just me and Tiffany where she lets me pick the meal. Like that kind of right. can happen yeah. more frequently than just my birthday. She's, uh, you know, not a great compromiser, but she does give it up every On once your birthday, yeah. Yeah. Right. But growing up, my dad, who like nothing was ever a special occasion for us, but like he would be like, it's your birthday meal. Like he worked nights, but if he was home, he'd be like, what do you want for your birthday? And I, I see. That. And that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. See, like June will do something. Uh, June really tries to make my birthday special and I so appreciate it. But the one thing that I have a hard time with is like breakfast in bed. I don't like breakfast in bed. I don't want to be delivered food in bed. I want to, I'll get up and have it. I'll sit and read in bed or watch TV or whatever. But I don't want, I don't, I, I'm never comfortable like eating. I don't understand why that's an appealing thing. Breakfast yeah, I think bed. it's just like a peak of like luxury or yeah. you know like uh, gluttony. I get that. I feel like my version of that would be like, oh, you went out and got good coffee rather than my yes. normal life. Like yes. that would be enough for me to be like, wake up, I got cappuccino. I got you with this dumb pistachio milk cappuccino. You yes. like from this bougie I went to this cafe. place that I wouldn't go to because it's like too much shit. Yeah, going you don't on. can't have seven dollar coffees every day because you. Yeah. <laughs> But I also like don't like to sleep in on my birthday because I don't want to sleep away the day. I don't want to be like, I don't like, I'm not trying to get up early, but I also like want to enjoy the day. I don't want to be like, I don't want to waste it. Yeah. It's funny. A lot. Uh, uh, David, who is a parent was like, uh, and, um, uh, someone else, I forgot who was, was like, I just, just give me relax. Oh, Bobby was mm-hmm. just like the fact that like I, my birthdays now are like, can you just like cover the kids for three hours? Oh, it's like, yes. a, and like their wives are of course like, Oh, for your, Oh, what do you want to do? And he's like, I, I would love to just lay in bed and watch two episodes of the show or whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah. And like, and it's funny how that changes. Like, and, and because we have like a busy social life and Tiffany is like a social, like wants to go out all the yeah. time when it's my birthday, I'm always pitching. Like we'll do a small dinner with friends maybe, but usually right. I'm like, this Saturday for my birthday, I want us to promise to be on the couch from like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Like See, we'll order food, that. get high, maybe watch, pick a director and watch two or three of their movies. Like Ugh. I'm aiming for like 
permission to be lazy, you know, like taking a yes. true like day off because since we're all like self-employed, it feels crazy. Like you end up doing shit on Saturdays and Sundays as performers and shit. So you never yeah. really get a day. And it's like, you're, like even on my birthday this year, which was yesterday, I think I did and I should have done an Action Boys episode, which is three hours of my day. But after that, I want I want just like permission to do whatever the fuck I want, you know? And yeah, like, yeah, it's a very tricky thing to find the balance of the day because I, I like I know some people are like I don't know what to do on New Year's. Like I feel like that with my birthday too. It's like what what like bacchanal do I want to embrace? Like I want do I want to embrace laziness? Do I want to embrace like oh maybe I'll go play tennis, feel good. Then I'll have a good dinner. I'll spend a little time with my kids. And then like, I almost want to do, like, I want to have the buffet of birthdays. I want a little bit of everything to right, feel like, yeah. you know, it's my day. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to make excuses for anything. Um, yeah. But, you can just like make a self-indulgent schedule for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't want it to eat up too much time. Um, but the other thing that I think is interesting, I don't know if you feel this way. There's a want. I back back in the day in New York, Jackie Clark and I used she's to Feb one. Yeah, she's Feb one right there. And we have a we're the January thirty first crew, but there is a Feb one, Feb two crew as well. Like I remember we used to do these big giant joint birthday parties. Me, Jackie, uh, Rob Cordry, Chad Carter. I think Eugene was in that mix because Gambling it was all, is Feb one too. Oh yeah, get Gam Gamberling. So we we would do this massive birthday party because we're like we're all pulling from the same pool right so let's just agree on let's smush them together so everyone like right people are less likely to skip saturday if they could do the five birds with one stone yeah and and what was so kind of great about that was like you know it's never about gifts so it's like we just want to hang out with our friends and we don't and what jackie and i realized early on was we could get like uh a bar to rent us like the back room if we could say hey we guarantee you we'll have 80 people here and they're like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. You get the back room. And that like, it wasn't like come meet at a bar. It was like, we own the top. Yeah. There's going to be we... no, there's going to be no like rando freaks hanging out or anything. Yeah. Like that. I mean, there'll be freaks cause it'll be friends of yours. Right. But and there it, won't like, be any randos at least. And we're not at this point, we know no one, you know, it's like, we don't need privacy. We just wanted to be like, didn't want to fight friends. for drinks. Yeah. And well, um, maybe people who don't live in New York don't understand, but like, you can't have house parties in New York City. Yeah. Because everyone lives so far away from each other and no one has space. So right. it's not like, I just want to have 10 of my friends over. You still need to go to a bar or a restaurant or a park or some shit. Yeah, so like, you, you kind of have to do that. And to rent a room creates the like, it's our party in here. Right. And you we don't are, get to we do have that. a place. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, you know, there's something really interesting about like parties now because when I've had parties in the past, um, like for my 40th birthday, like June was like, let's do a party and we rented a place, but then there's like a number attached to that place. You can only have this many people. And I find that to be really hard because Dude, and you, and you run in like a number of circles you have. Yeah, like, and I've, I, I'm, I'm in that same, I'm in that same yes. boat. I'm like, fuck, I, if I invite these four people, it actually should be these 12. Yes, if I and invite these oh. two, it's actually this ten. Yeah. Well, and now I wonder if this is an Aquarius thing because, like, that's the thing that becomes so hard. And so, what Jackie and I used to do back in the day is we took our. Oh yeah, I love that out Aquarius. of an Aquarius mug, right? I now. love that. Uh, Jackie and I used to take the premise of the birthday party, and we used to call it like a no birthday party party. So we would treat it like, hey, 
the vibe is if you can make it great, if you can't make it, whatever, but the party is for nothing. We just want to get together and hang out. We would do it like once a month. And it was just like a hangout. It was just a party for no reason. And we would guarantee enough people to like rent out a piece of a bar and stuff like that. And it took the pressure off because once it becomes a birthday, then all of a sudden it's like, wait, you didn't invite me to my your birthday or you and like I don't want to have the pressure of that. It's like it's I can invite right. everybody. And invitations open to whoever wants to come. I want to see you all. Right. So right. I, now I've I, now I've moved away from those parties, which I do love, but I'm like I, I it's too much anxiety for me. Well, funny you say that because I think part of it is all the people uh, talking I'm talking to for our we are people who get attention as part of our jobs. Yes, and so I I don't. I love attention. I need it to survive. It's my oxygen, but I don't like it in the form where I feel like I'm requesting it, which is like I'm having a birthday party. I'm like, I want to have a birthday party, but no one makes it about me, which is like, that's kind of an impossibility. Well, I think what's like, what I want is not a birthday party. I want to hang out with all my friends. Like that seems fun to me. Like, I don't, I don't need a cake. I don't need a celebration. I don't need people to say like, happy birthday to me. I I just want to be like, yeah. yeah. yeah." Um, Unless it's something really cool and interesting. Uh, I mean, I'll take PS5 games. I mean, 100%. (laughs) uh, But like, like the one year I tried to do that handful of years ago, um, it was here in LA and I did a game night for a birthday. So I hired a, like a trivia guy from like Alamo Draft House, and we had oh, teams. Shit. And I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. Like it was a game night. It was like, my birthday is a game night. It's not like a birthday, but it's again, I'm trying to figure out who that crew is. And then you right. start to make those decisions too. It's like what you said. It's like, well, if I invite this person and that person's not here, then they're going like, to know. Do and I then, cordon off that whole section? Do I invite you have no to. one from Earwolf? Do yeah. I invite no one? Or if I invite two people from Earwolf, that's fucked up to the other six or whatever. You know well, what I mean? Well, because like, it's like, it's it's not about, it's really, but yeah, you don't want anyone. I, I don't think that that's part of it too. It's like, I want to hang out with my friends. I want everyone to feel welcome. I don't want to be like drawing a line. Look, I'm actually closer friends with you than you. Right. And then, so it's really what it becomes is like- It's too triggering. Pretty... It's like reminiscent of your wedding, right? Like, yes. the, like you're like, no second cousins. It's like, no, this feels great. Uh, that's why I keep it very organized. I'm like- uh, so I did it over Christmas. I had like a very small group of friends over that all had kids that were all in the same age group. So it was a kids party. So it was like four couples with kids of the same age who knew each other. Like we all knew each other. And I was like, that's that built works. in. Ch- no child care required. You don't have to find babysitters. 100%. You guys don't. You guys don't have to feel like you have to hire a nanny to keep the kids in line. But you have also, a party. you can understand like who was there because yeah. it's only. It's like all right. Well, no one's I gonna be like, put... "How the fuck, Paul didn't invite me, man?" I, you know, right. I was gonna bring like, Coke. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, you got like, it's like there's this mental <laughs> math that I don't like. So I think I've I have now become like what I like to do with June is say like I get to pick what we watch. And yes, that yes. and that's something that's really hard, you know. So that yeah. that's like enough. Like that. Fe- that's enough of if your relationship is a certain power dynamic. And I don't know your home life too well, but I do know June pretty well. I could imagine she's not a wallflower. So like getting the opportunity to to be like getting permission to be in charge or indulgent, even in like I I make decisions. Uh, yeah. 
off your uh, trivia party, I my one of my favorite LA birthdays I threw is I rented a bus and we drove to a rugby match at like one at uh, the Carson the stadium in Carson. Oh, that's so fun at San Diego Chargers, and it was America versus Argentina, and I had everyone dressed like patriotically. We made Jello shots, and it was like a it was such a dream, and like I thought twenty people would say yes to it because it's like a full day commitment, yeah. and people. 50, I so I overinvited because I was like I need to get at least twenty people so that I can the bus makes sense financially. Fifty people said yes, and I wasn't prepared for that. And it was because everyone was like, "Well, you know, I never thought I'd go to a rugby match, but if I was going to, it might as well be for your birthday, right, yeah. with you." And I was like, "Oh, genius!" And then that was the last time I did that because, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Your whole life is like. Our careers even is producing stuff is like yes. getting so and so. All right, make sure that uh, Riggles in town to do blank. Okay, let's see if we can get. All right, we have to move this. And so the second you're doing that, like coordinating for your own birthday party, you're like, wait, I could, I would only do this now if it was for Tiffany. Like right. I will not do it for myself ever again because it's just like I'd rather do less. You're and and it's like. Maybe that's becoming an adult. I don't know. It's like, but it, you're right. Like, I don't want to be stressed on my birthday. I don't mind if like, if someone catered something like catered, not food wise, but like someone's like, all right, like if you almost had like a wedding planner to like do it, but like what inevitably happens is you start stressing out and like, well, we haven't gotten the RSVPs. All right, well, I'll reach out to that person. Okay. Yeah, what's going right, on over right. here? Then you get Wait, on what do you mean? Like, you, you, uh, my, the email from my sister-in-law bounced back. You didn't yeah. never followed up. Like, you know, like, or it's like, fuck. uh, wait, I, wait, we had to buy tickets for the rugby game. Yeah, man. That was, <laughs> I said, you, you, you just buy the ticket and then you go, it's like, or whatever it is. It just becomes all these things. And yeah, I'm like, I get over it a little bit. I want to do less. Like that's for sure. Uh, you said something earlier too that triggered triggered me. You said uh, you don't want to sleep in. You want to have. That's something that I'm. I started doing in December of 2023, and it's now a major part of my life. Someone who does never woke up early ever, except for when he yeah. was a high school swimmer. I'm up at seven. A, I'm up just before seven a.m. every day now. And I'm in. I'm at the gym or in the pool or in the sauna by like nine thirty ten. But I have this morning to myself now that I never had in my life. I'm uh, falling asleep at like eleven p.m. as opposed to yes, one a.m. Yeah. But that is one less movie or two less episodes. When I'm up at seven in the morning, it feels crazy to put on a movie. So I'm reading a book. I'm doing my crosswords. I'm banging out a couple of emails. I'm feeding the dog, walking the dog, uh, and I'm like. That this has been a, a game, and I'm sure anyone listening to this who has like a real job and family is like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude?" Uh, Seven a.m. My brother goes to the my brother's a vice principal. He goes to the gym at four thirty in the morning. He's one of those guys waiting for the employee right, the to door open up. the door. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, but this is but our lives are different too. It's not like oh, we like it's like our lives have a go past the work schedule day. It's like, right, yeah. you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to do a 9 30 show, PM and, show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's so it is different. Like you get on this zone where you're like, I know I felt really bad. Like I said to a friend the other day, I was like, Oh, I've been working nonstop since Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah, so is everybody else. Like everyone's right. working. Like everyone works. Right. You're uh, like, but that's supposed to be like the one slow month. And it just, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. For <laughs> uh, oh, but my. I thought, I thought, I feel this getting up early thing that seemed impossible and is now rather easy. I'm waking up yeah. before my alarm goes off. And this is when I, I'm starting to feel 
I don't want to use the word old, but this is the first I feel grown up. I like made a grown up decision that seemed daunting and has Im- it has improved my life. I'm like weirdly proud of myself, and it feels like whoa, this is this is doable. I'm trying not to think like why wasn't I doing this for three years? I'm like okay, but I'm like this feels sustainable, and I feel like and seasonal affective disorder has been pushed back a little bit because when I was waking up at nine and the sun goes down at 445 I'm like yeah I haven't even had seven hours of sunlight today I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out yeah getting up early feels like like you said like I I don't want to sleep the day away anymore every once in a while I'll get fucked up and like sleep till like 1030 and I wake up and I'm like I can't believe how much of my life I missed today like it feels well yeah I mean the my if I have my druthers I probably am a uh, 10 a.m. wake up, 2 uh, a.m. go to bed. Like that would be that would be my... ideal for me. Yes, yes. that's I'm, like where that's I... exactly my. I feel like that's your New York twenties performer yes. schedule. Yes, drinking and... every night after a show from midnight to two at least. You yeah, know? and you're just yeah. like you get in zone. Like I would work a lot in that. I would also work from that 12 to two because it's like the only time it was quiet. It's the right. opposite of like the morning. You know, it's like okay, no one's gonna call me, no one's gonna text me. If I'm in, I'm in, you know, if I'm out, it's a different story, but I can like focus and write. Um, and that, and so now that's been switched because I have kids obviously. And I, and now it's getting to a point where my day, I get up around seven ish, uh, and then I'm doing carpool and everything like that, uh, to get the kids to school. And that's great. And it's like, my days now just start. I can't remember when my days didn't start like that. You know, it's like, right. it's gotten a little bit better because I can get to seven now. Like I was just up in the sixes all the time and that was not good for me. Like if I could have your schedule, I would love it. But like, I, I have like seven is like, and we're You're waking up and, and people boom, are, boom, and people boom, are, boom. Yeah. Humans are up and need stuff in your house. I need to be out the, the door by seven forty-five to make sure that we get to the pickup and the school drop off. You know, again, these are not hard things, but I got to make two kids breakfast. I got to make sure those two kids get dressed. I have to get dressed. I have to make sure that, you know, it's like all like in 45 minutes, we are rolling yeah, in this house. That, you know, yeah, it's like, I'm waking up and I'm I'm drinking a celery juice and then uh, having my athletic greens promo code mighty and then having uh, making my coffee, then sitting down with the f- novel first blood. And I'm like, yeah, ah, yeah. Like that's that's my morning. And that's you know, the childless adult life. But I previously never had this time to myself. I always thought I hated waking up early. It turns out I hate waking up in a rush. And that's what I really hate. I hate waking up with like a limited window. I don't mind waking up early. And that's why early calls suck for me because it's like, if it's a 6 a.m. call time, it's like, I got to wake up at 4.30 and rush. And now in my head, I'm like, I should be waking up at 3.30 and taking my time. But like, that that would make me feel better. I will. I, a lot of the times when I have an early call, I push it earlier for myself because I'm like, what I know I can't do is, uh, I can't be in the subway station of my house at that time. So like, if I'm supposed to leave my house at seven forty-five too, it's not going to work out. So I need to be out the door before that rush. Before that morning you get rush. caught up in dad shit and like yeah, life shit, because yeah. it's like I won't. Then I'll be late. And it's yeah. like, and that, and it's like, and so I've learned that and I, and I like it. And being early. 45 minutes early to work, which you, when you were in your twenties and thirties, you'd be like, I would trade anything for 40 more minutes of sleep. But as a yes. grown up, you're like, 
ah, like I'll sit, have a coffee, I'll take a shit at the office or in yeah. the trailer, and like then they'll come in and go, all right, time to start getting dressed, and you're not coming in late frantic you know maybe get a chance to look at your sides or whatever it might whatever the job is i love and that's getting, a game changer yeah i love getting out like i, I just love getting out or like i mean even sitting getting, in your car sorry to cut you off but yeah, even sitting no. in your car for like 15 minutes when you get somewhere before like now i'll look at my phone for a couple of minutes i'll square away i'll look at the sides again just sitting in the car for like 15 minutes before you have to get out and walk oh. in I am a huge car sitter. I love sitting in my car. I can do that nonstop. It's so good. Tiffany kind of called me out. I've been street, like she has a parking spot at our apartment and I've been street parking for the decade plus I've been living here. And she's like, there's a spot open in the driveway. You can like park in so-and-so doesn't have a car. You can use their spot. And I'm like, I've learned that I like the, the walk and the decompressive walk home and also Going in the driveway means you might have to interact with a neighbor. Oh, and like yeah. and, I, and I, for me, just walking to my car or I'll park a block away sometimes and just be like, ah, I got eight more minutes before it's like fully back home into real life. And it's well, like a nice, it feels like a weird little treat. I feel like that was the benefit of living in New York. This idea where you are, I'm on the subway. I'm getting like, there's like, they're like, you have a chance to breathe and you have a chance to like just walk and just like, I don't know, like shake. Yeah. Off driving. Something. You can't like fully zone out during, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't get on the one-on-one going to WB or whatever and just fucking zonk out or like no, read your book. I, but on the F train, you're like, or on yes. your walk, you can kind of be like, and that feels, and you're amongst people. You're part of an organism in those moments that, that I, I miss that thoroughly. And I think street parking gives me gives me that a little. And I, I dig that. No, I think that that is like such a good like it's a good thing to remember, like. Finding moments to just decompress. And I think that like because, again, with having kids or even being married, whatever it is, like once you walk into a world that is existing, like you immediately get caught up. It's you like, have you, to like, be you know, part it's of like, it. yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's, and that's not a bad thing. It's just like, but it's like, you can't come in and be like, oh, okay, let me just sit down. Like one of the things I love the most is like when I'm shooting really late um, and I come home and everyone's asleep and I come home and I sit on the couch and I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Like, I, it's like my moment of decompression. I can't just go right to bed. I will never go right to bed. I have no. to like sit for a second. Now I will tell you, we, uh, so we had this thing for a little bit of time. Our alarm was being bizarre. Um, and I came home, I opened the door and the alarm like did its beeping thing. And I, I put in the code and I'm like, okay, I'm like, did it work? I don't know. It felt like it worked. It, like, there was something weird about it. The, 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 the beep that it made when I finished was like, was weird. I didn't think that much of it though. I go, I come in and I have been, it was a crazy day. I think I was a little covered with like blood from something. And I just sit on my couch and I turn on the TV and the way that our house was at this point, it's different now. Um, you could see right in our front window, like right in our front window. And I'm sitting on my couch, relaxed. And all of a sudden police lights. And I see a flashlight come through my kitchen and hit my eyes uh like a kitchen a kitchen window the way it was like and i see and i look out the other side and there's another police officer out another window they've kind of like they cornered me in the center and i was like what and i'm i'm, I'm 
freaked out. And I think what I remember was, it wasn't I had blood on me. It was that I had been screaming and I had lost my voice. So I was like, I, I, you know, and they were like, sir. And I was like, oh, and I look like a fucking mess because it was shooting night shoots or whatever it was. Like, can you please come to the door? And I was like, okay. And I haven't put it together. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the alarm. The alarm went off. It signaled the police. They're here. And I go to the door and I'm like, like, sir, you know, I have my hands up and they're like, uh, is it, you know, like, what are you doing here? I'm like, it's my home. Like, can you have, do you have any identification? And I did it because I left my wallet in my car, which I parked in my driveway. And I just was like, I was so tired that I just like, whatever. It was like yeah. under my seat, whatever it was. And I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't have ID. You know, and I'm like, look, I'm all <laughs> think I'm messed up. And they're like, all right, sir. And like, I, I'm like, and this is all I have. June and the boys are sleeping upstairs. They don't even know. And I'm like, can I, can I go get my ID? And they're like, all right, we'll come accompany you to get your ID. And like, it was a whole big thing. But I was like, I had like, I was treated like I was a home invader. And I think it was like what was so off-putting to them was the way I was sitting on the couch because I was like, Ugh. Yeah, if you were a home invader, that's fucking brazen as fuck. Yeah, like, just like it, coming in and just putting on fucking, you're watching old episodes of The League. It, it's, Hannibal, it's Hannibal Lecter behavior, <laughs> right, man. Right. It's like he killed the whole family and then watched Speed 2 cruise Eat up control. a lean cuisine and ate it alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It was like, it was too relaxed. <laughs> Oh, oh man, God. that's fucking awesome. Well, Sheer, I, ap- I appreciate you coming on. Before we get out of here, before we get to official plugs, do you have anything that in your new 40-something year that you're going to try to add to your life or do more in, in, in your New Year's resolution way? I'll kick off just, I'm in a full midlife crisis mode and I've been okay. taking um, martial arts and Spanish classes. Like I'm fully oh, doing I shit that. I did I when I was do, like 12. Yes. Yeah. And I want to take Spanish. I've tried to take Spanish classes and I bailed and I'm like, maybe I go to Rosetta. And I always like, it's only take five minutes a day and I can never find that fucking five minutes a day. Yeah. I, I, I'm on like day 550 in a row of Duolingo. Uh, I do it on the toilet every morning is like my okay. go-to. Then that's what I should do. Is it working? It's it's working, but I'm also in a weekly uh, okay. uh, Zoom, hour long Zoom tutorial with a uh, one-on-one instructor. And How that, is that? That's great. I can connect you with my with my person. I would too. actually like to take you up on that because I yeah. feel like I need to. I, I it's something I talk about all the time and I never do. It's one of those things that I started doing because I kind of used to be able to speak a little bit of Spanish, but I also know you read all this stuff about like brain health and longevity about yeah. like it keeps you. And I was like, oh, I'll start. And then it's been really enriching to be doing it again. And like, oh, I now love I'm it. going to my mom's taking everyone to Puerto Rico for a birthday. And I'm like, this is a great goal for me to like get good yes. at Spanish. I could be like the cool uncle that speaks Spanish at the restaurant. I yeah. love that. I always yeah. am impressed with Nick Crowley can speak Spanish pretty well. Oh we yeah. Go out and I'm like, Oh, that's impressive. Uh, Do you have my, anything that you're, you're going to be doing? The one or? thing that I'm thinking about doing, and maybe it sounds a little too self-helpy, but I'll, I'll I mean, now maybe I'll, Spanish is on the table. Um, I am trying to, I haven't been able to do it yet. Write at the end of every day, two or three, two or three things that I am grateful for uh, at the end of the day. So it's a kind of like a journal, but it's also like a little bit of a gratitude. Like it just helps me like center me about like, like today wasn't like, as bad as my brain is trying to tell me. It well, was, yeah, and it's a, way, not even yeah. that I go in like badly, but it's like it's like oh, I want to like, what am I? What have I done? Like, what am I happy with today? Just to be like, it just. Like I go to bed happy. It's not like I'm bummed out, but it's like 
I think oftentimes we don't make room for gratitude because we are doing everything we just talked about. We have to get up. We have to fucking book. We got a schedule. Like that doesn't like, I love all that. It's great. But sometimes like I'll go to bed being like, okay, did I text back Katie Dippold about, um, fucking, uh, her Dinosaur? comp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, and by the way, it's not, it's, it's, it's not Katie. I'm not mad at Katie. I'm mad at myself. Did I not do it? Oh right. shit. And then I'm always in a zone of, is it too late for me to text now? I want that feature. I know you can send mail at a different time, which I use all the time now, but I need it for texting because I'm like, oh, I need to send it. Ugh, it's too late. I can't send it. Yeah, I think you can send silently is one thing with oh, iPhones. Okay. Okay. You can send where it won't at- activate their notifications, but then they might not see it. You know, right. I, mean, I still don't want people to be like, you're insane for sending me a, yeah, a text. Exa- yeah, you don't want morning. that. What are you doing at three thirty? Thinking about comps yeah. for dinosaur at Largo? I know, but it's like that's the moment that I have. That's where it's coming together. That gratitude thing that is is something I'm thinking along the lines of something like that too because I find myself just getting like I'm just it's 2024, right? Oh shit, it's 2024. Right. What happened in 2023? Oh, some good, some bad. Oh, uh, but actually, if I wrote down the good stuff, I could like. Yes. You know, you print that memory in your head of like, we. I did get to do blank. Maybe that doesn't register if you look back at your full year that like running into a friend at the coffee shop. But in that moment, that was a beautiful, wonderful thing. Like I just went to go swimming the other morning and one of my best friends was randomly at the park at the same time. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, I thought the library would be open. And I, I just was like so excited to see him. And I'm like, this is the kind of thing I don't want to forget that happened. Yeah. So and that's the thing. But it's like just a reminder that positivity, good shit is out there. So I, I well, don't think that's too self-helpy. I like that a lot. And, and, you know, there's something interesting on my iPhone that I just saw. I just did the update and a new app just popped up called Journal. And I was like, ooh, this may be the the way to do it. I wanted to do it longhand because I thought it would be better. But I was like, maybe I'll do this. Fucking maybe it's right here. And so my phone, I won't, you know, yeah. I won't make an excuse. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that's awesome. And, and uh, any plugs? I hear there's like oh, maybe a my pre-order gosh. some people could be doing. Gabriel, let me tell you this. I wrote a goddamn book. Uh, I'm so proud of you, by the way. And thank I am, you. I, I, I've, you know, buy all my friends' books, and I, but this one I'm like stoked to read because I want to, I want to read old Long Island shit. I want. I, you know. I hope you like it. I, I'm, I'm really psyched about it. I just finished copy editing it the other day. It's available for pre-order uh, right now. It's called Joyful Recollections of Trauma. You can get it wherever you get your books, your eBooks, your audiobooks, whatever you want. But it is, and you're reading the audiobook. I'm assuming. That's yes, amazing. in March, I'm going to record that in March. That's but probably you can how I'll now. do it. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's uh, I'm going to try to do some fun stuff on it too. I'm trying to make this really fun because I appreciate people spending money on anything. So I've been really pushing the pre-order because if they do the pre-order, I am going to be able. I'm going to send everybody who buys the book something in the mail. I have. Yeah, something in the in the works right now. Oh, I can't, cool. It's, it's going to come out, but everyone who buys a pre-order will get something special for me in the mail. Um, but this all came out of how did this get made? I was telling these stories about my childhood, and then all of a sudden, uh, people were making like super cuts uh, like on YouTube or like making blog posts about like Paul's stories and Jason and June's reactions to them were so good. People were like, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And then 10 years later, I mean, we've been doing how did this get made for like 14 years. Like I was like, Maybe there's something here. And oddly enough, uh, January 31st, many, uh, like about two years ago, is when I decided, let me see if I have something. Because I knew there was a difference between an anecdote and like writing a book. Although I don't know if everybody knows that. Uh, and so I really like, <laughs> sat, you know, so I, I, I sat down and really decided to write. So I wrote about 100 pages. And when I had 100 pages, I was like, okay, there's something here, maybe. And I found an agent 
um, because UTA, my agency, never facilitated me meeting their book department. Which, so I was like, all right, if you guys are not going to do it, I'm going to find my own agent. Found my own agent, this amazing guy. And he helped me a little bit more. And then we sold it. But it was so fun to sell a book worth 100 pages already written because it wasn't like, oh, God, now I got to write a book. I was like, oh, right. I know what it is. I know what my voice is. I, I got to figure this out. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun process. So I think it, in many respects, it's going to give you what you want. But in another way, I think it's going to be totally unexpected. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a really fun journey. But there'll be stories about international uh, incidents. Uh, there'll be stories of uh, my kids and there'll be a lot of stories about my childhood in there. And I, and a huge chapter on Blockbuster and UCB. Hell, and hell yeah. <laughs> that's, really that's, fun. that's so rad, man. I'm so proud of you. That's such an Thank awesome Thank you so much. I'm so yeah. psyched. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And like I said, keep your receipt if you buy it as a pre-order because I'll give you We're recording this good. two weeks before our actual birthday, but this might, you might have just inspired my birthday resolution. Ooh, I like this. Sounds like something else I might want to add to my stupid midlife crisis plate here. You know, uh, what's kind of great about like writing, and I started the Substack account as well, uh, because I guess I keep in the habit of writing, um, is you don't have to show it to anybody. You could do whatever you want. Like, I didn't announce, like, that was the whole thing. I was like, I'm not going to go sell a book and then write a book. I wanted to write something and be like, there is something to sell. Right. Like, and that, yeah. you know, and it's like, and that to me, and so you could do that for as long as you want. And it's very right. fulfilling to write those things. Like I was fulfilled writing it. It wasn't like, oh, I got to get these done for a book. And that, and to your point about like rushing to get out of the house, that same exact thing. It's like, I'm not rushing to hit a deadline. I'm just writing to see right. what's here. And then yeah. you figure it out and then you find it. That's so cool, man. Uh, well, congratulations. And as always, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, another 131 head, writer for The Simpsons, you know her, you love her, it's the motherfucking Nangle Gangle, Christine Nangle. Hello there, it's me. Hello, it is indeed you. <laughs> Hi, Happy Nang. birthday. Happy birthday Hi. to you too. Thank what a, you. This is, right now as people are listening to this, it is the day after our birthday, so I'm I'm hungover as fuck from being at the strip club all night, as I always yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm bringing you Gatorade on Feb 1, as I always am. Yeah, thank you. It's like cherry lime, baby. Uh, Nang's <laughs> got you. Uh, Nangle, happy birthday. Is is this birthday any... Is there any weight, drama, excitement? Is there anything around this specific birthday for you this year? Is there anything that's on your mind? Are, are you going to say uh, after I turn, I think it's you said 52. Once you turn 52, are you going <laughs> to make a change? Or is this like last this last year is 51? You're going to leave some of this behind. Like what? what's your story? What's your relationship with this specific birthday? I guess everyone out there is like, she's so young. No. That's what Tiffany, uh, Tiffany always says people <laughs> lie about their age being younger and everyone should just lie and say they're older. So you just get yes. more compliments. Yes. Well, that's actually not my age, but people who've been okay. listening for a long time know that I'm actually 25. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what your age is for real, and I'm your friend. Um, <laughs> I would never say it on the pod if I did, but I do actually not know it. <laughs> uh, 
Well, one thing that I will say is every year when I have my birthday, my age goes up one year. Um, okay, so you're playing that's, that's that like a little thing about me. Little thing about me. Oh, um, yeah, right. Because you're from Pennsylvania. Right? I'm like one of those people who like <laughs> when it's my birthday, and then my age is like different than it was the day before. It's like crazy. Um, uh, yeah, well, this is the first year that I am having a birthday when I have a child. Damn, yeah. a mama birthday. A mom birthday, and I was kind of pretty pregnant. Oh, on my on my last birth. Oh, my last birthday. Uh, my parents flew out here uh, to L.A. from Philly area, and I had I didn't let them come for like years because it was like the pandemic, and I was like, you know, they're older, and I was like, it's not safe. It's not safe. And then when it was finally felt like, yeah, you know, it's probably safe for you guys. Then like day two or three, my dad says positive for COVID and I'm like pretty pregnant. Oh, and no. um, <laughs> then uh, so he like put him in the guest room. And then I remember like the, the night it was, no, there's the night before he tested positive me and my mom and my dad were watching Kunk on Earth. Have you seen that yet? I love that show. Oh my god! And so my dad didn't really get it, so he like went to bed early. But me and my mom were scream laughing. And then the next day, my dad tests positive, and I was like, "Me and my mom definitely have it because we were just like coughing, laughing all over <laughs> each other." Um, and uh, we did. Um, and <laughs> I know, and we all avoided it. No one, like you know, like none of us had had it yet. And then uh, that was so that was like my birthday. So they they were only supposed to be here for like a week. And then they ended up being here for almost three weeks. Which, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. your. I, I don't want to pretend to know your family dynamics, but one week would break me. One week with my mom would break me. So three weeks with my mom would break both of us. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. And then it, like my dad started feeling better before we did. And then was like getting like annoyed that we weren't doing anything or going anywhere. We were like, Dad, we're legally, I don't think, we're allowed to go anywhere. But anyway, <laughs> that was last birthday. And then, and then of course, a couple of days, whatever, a week or so later, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. So that was a bummer. Oh, but yeah. um, it was really Roller. good to watch it with, with my parents. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, that's a hectic birthday uh, time there. Yeah. Pregnant parents in town, Eagles losing the Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. uh, with COVID. So. Yes. Uh, this one hopefully is better than the last one. <laughs> yes, it w- it will be. It's really like uh, I think I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. Like I was saying, like when I was pregnant, I was like, why did I think like as soon as I got pregnant, I would become like a different slash better person? Like I'm still the same dopey person that I am. Right, then, you think like some biological change will hit like your brain and be like, well, now I have the mother's light or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's really like, and then and then even like you know having the baby, uh, like I'm just so relaxed. I'm like, not an anxious mom at all. Like oh, I'm just like, oh, that's all right. awesome. <laughs> um, I wouldn't guess. I wouldn't guess you would be based on being a friend of yours, but. You never know with people like that's You never know because people like I'm in this like mom's WhatsApp group and like people are like freaking out over the smallest things. And I'm like, oh, I never even knew that that was the thing I was supposed to care about. And they're like life or death, life or death of everything. 
Um, luckily, my my baby was very healthy, robust little like butterball from like day one. But yeah. um, I'm just kind of like going with the flow, and and I have a house now that I bought, and like it's a, things this are going is a wrong. fucking grown up year right here. Is it? Man. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's been crazy, but it's just been like I just feel like. Just and I, you know, back at Simpsons, love the job. And oh, and I got like a, a super long maternity leave uh, because oh. of the strike. Oh so, shit! Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Um, he wasn't getting paid, but it was. It I was forgot amazing. you were pregnant, so I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I came by your house and said, "Why the fuck aren't you out there marching?" And I was like throwing shit. At, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's. I mean, I was actually not. I had already had the baby at that point, so that made it even weirder. But, yeah, that's even more um, offend, uh, more fucked up. Yeah. That I did that in the middle of the night and shit. You know, I know you were sleep training. Yeah. So I, I in hindsight, I was up anyway, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but uh, yeah, so this year I feel just like. Every day is kind of fun and, and chill. Like I, I'm also always very tired. So the idea of like trying to do, do a thing yeah. is really like exhausting. So one of my best friends, um, it is coming in from Pittsburgh, and we're gonna hang out and maybe play games or something like that. And she's gonna like help me organize my closet or something like. That kind of thing that's like, there's some (laughs) friends that you like, I know when they come over, they're going to like, be like, all right, what can I do? And I'll be like, clean out the pantry. And they'll be like, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like sisterly type thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, Um, I I know. I got to get a friend like that. Uh, But I don't have none of my friends are reliable. And what about your brother? Don't you have brothers? I do have brothers, but uh, I'm the oldest. And uh, my middle brother is like a, a vice principal and a dad. So he has like that. But he also is just like not ever gonna maybe ever come to visit. So <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. And my youngest yeah. brother is like we call he's we call him the baby, even though he's now like thirty in his mid thirties, but he is still the baby. <laughs> like <laughs> like like sure. you're you have to like eyeball him like all the time. You're like, Jason, let me let me look at the uh bill here. <laughs> okay, no, see, <laughs> you're supposed to <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just like, How the hell did you get this far uh in life? <laughs> Um, are that that's pretty wild. Like the birthdays, almost everyone I spoke to, uh, uh, the whole gang, everyone talked about how for their birthday they it's like everyone's aiming for like low key. <laughs> now, really? Yeah. None of us are in our teens anymore. You know, we all had our twenty first birthday. Some of us only a couple years ago. Some of us a years ago, a couple yeah. of decades ago. And like, as you get older, birthdays. You know, they do like you've had more, so they kind of mean less. And then I think in like instances like I think your kids B day is going to be more important than your B day in your mind going forward. Like, yeah. uh, and it feels starts to feel like you don't want to make a big to do about your birthday anymore. Like this is like the extent of my big to do about my birthday is putting together this podcast. episode. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe, sorry. <laughs> maybe I know it's been brutal, uh, but I don't like want to do anything. Like, and if, if Tiffany's like, Tiffany's constantly pressuring me. Cause like, she want, she wants to be able to do something for my birthday, which I also think is sort of like to get that on the record for when her birthday comes up in November. <laughs> like, I think sure. there's some obvious, like, Hey, remember we took you to that restaurant that you requested. So here's, here's the list of what I want to do for my birthday or whatever. Um, so I have to like do something to appease like, we always do like a little something, the two of us, and then like something with some friends. And that's just become like 
X amount of people and X is less than 10 going out yeah. to dinner together. You know, like I, cause I just don't want to plan anything anymore. Like uh, my whole, my whole life is weirdly like a lot of planning. Like, yeah. book, like, and I'm just like, when it comes to my birthday, I'm like, uh, like I, I'm going to be like for, on the actual day on Wednesday, one thirty one this year, shitty day of the week for your birthday. Yeah. On. It's like impossible to link to anything really. It's a coin flip as to which weekend you had celebrated in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's really it's really hard. <laughs> God, it's hard. Oh. God. There's a guy there's like people like uh, you know, drilling holes in, in like the side of a fucking skyscraper, like, oh, let's throw on high and mighty. Oh, these guys are talking about how fucking hard in their lives are. Uh, drilling holes in the sides of a skyscraper. Obviously, I haven't had many blue collar jobs in my life. Uh, I just have the they're face. doing it so like so the bees can burrow in and yeah, because they keep crashing into the you. building and dying, yeah. so they want them to be able to go just, in and out. <laughs> let's just it's a pass yeah, all the way through. It's a pass <laughs> like in Fast and the Furious when they're in a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, when Dom dri- Dom drives the car through three different buildings, that is yeah. absolutely insane. Uh, it's so cool. <laughs> uh, are do you have uh, from your childhood, uh, or, or if you're still doing them, or maybe you're not doing them anymore? Do you have any like birthday traditions, or is there something you always do to like uh, a stupid example? But my mom does call me and just start singing "Happy Birthday." Oh and yeah, she yeah, does yeah, sing yeah, the yeah. whole song yeah. like alone. Yeah, like yeah. that's. Yes. Something and when I was a kid, it was I was allowed to pick what uh, we were making for my birthday dinner. Like uh, I would always pick chicken cordon bleu, uh, which was yes. just the I way we did this, it. Yeah. Chicken cutlets <laughs> with ham and cheese on them. Uh, you know, just but that na- now I don't really hold on to any real birthday traditions. There's not like anything, with the exception of maybe like I usually go out to dinner with my wife, but I wouldn't call that like a that's like a kind of. Uh, that's seeking a tradition because most people are having a dinner with their partner around their. Does birthday. anybody anybody that you talk to ha- have a tradition, a cool tradition, or is no? Like, that's yeah. what I was so surprised by. Nobody, even like Paul, who I thought with like and and Bobby with like two younger kids, they might have like established something in their houses at that point yeah. or anything. No, like almost nobody. Josh sometimes would host like elaborate like murder mystery parties was like but it's like that's hardly like a that's like less of a tradition sure. but do you like because some, some people are like i i always gotta have uh, oh bobby said uh a uh fudgy the whale from carvel uh was like his tradition for a while that's sweet oh that just made well, me- we uh i do a thing where i light like a candle in every room of like where i am and then no, I don't. I don't do that at all. Um, <laughs> like trying to make up for the tradition. It's like, okay, it's like, it's so fun. You went like in the least Nangle direction possible for your fucking lie. <laughs> um, but uh, no, these are probably all the like, things that I've talked about over the years being on your podcast. But no, I know I used to always when I was little. There's many pictures throughout the years of having a Smurfette ice cream cake, which I probably mentioned. But it's like That's kind of that awesome. thing that every year I'm like, oh, I should actually get one of the, like, and I always forget. But um, the only uh, tradition, so in my family, we always sing happy birthday, of course. And then, um, well, let me, let me tell the story this way. 
So, uh, you know, we're half Irish. Like my dad's all 100% Irish background. He's not from Ireland, but. Um, and uh, my nephew wrote a report about how much he like loves my dad and he loves learning about Irish stuff from my dad. And the, I think they had to write, like, it was like my family tradition was the name of the essay. And he's like 10. And he's like, we always sing happy birthday in Irish. We sing it in English. And then we sing it in Irish and all about how my pop loves all these things about Ireland. And then he put like, like leprechaun clip art. And it's just like really like cute little essay on a piece of paper. And I was with my sister when he, um, he just kind of like walks in and hands it to her. This was like last year to be like, uh, here, mom, like, here's the thing. Like kind of was embarrassed that he like wanted to show her his thing that he had, I guess did maybe did a presentation on at school and it was like up on the wall. And, um, it's all like all about like how we sing it in Irish. We sing it in Polish. <laughs> it is that Irish. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> we sing happy birthday in Polish. My whole family does it after you sing happy birthday. And somehow he just never, it, it makes sense because we never talk about being Polish except for that. <laughs> so he just thought we always just sang. And apparently he's been at friends' birthday parties and sang it for them and told everyone he was singing in Irish. Oh, and man. it's all about like, yes, he's like, I'm proud to sing it. And I like all like, and it was kind of a thing of like, how are we going to break it to him without embarrassing? Like, what are we supposed to do? Um, so, like, they waited a while and to, to bring it up because they, you know, wanted to kind of, because he would get really upset. And uh, I think they were like, it was someone else's birthday. And I think they just said something like, oh, by the way, you know, that's an Irish, right? And then he was like, oh, okay. Like, he, didn't make a big deal out of it, but we sing. It's like not a direct translation of "Happy Birthday." It's like "May you Live a Hundred Years" or something like that. So oh, that's, that's the only cool. Like, yeah, that's the only thing I do every year for my birthday, and then I do it like for other people's birthdays too. And oh, anytime that... you, like we have like a friend over or something, and like they see our whole family singing the song, they're always like, "What the?" Because it's like all like "Stola, Stola, Yeji, Yeji, and I." And you're clapping and you're yelling. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure my pronunciation is completely off, but it just is always you see people like. Well, you do like you guys kind of do the Irish version of the Polish version. <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> well, we are drunk. That's, what, that's so uh, awesome. That, but okay, yeah. so I would say. That's a solid tradition because you'll probably do that for baby Nang, right? Like that's yes, not gonna. We'll do that for baby not, Nang. Yeah, you're not gonna be like, well, we do Mandarin with my with my kid. <laughs> yeah, <now."> yes. <laughs> I've been referring to baby Nang as Nepo Nangle. Nepo Nangle. Oh, Nepo. I like that. <laughs> Nepo baby. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. But like, uh, my one of my best uh, one of my best friends is coming from Pittsburgh, like I said, and we like never get to see each other anymore so we will literally put on a movie and cuddle <laughs> like like that is like sitting together so cute that yeah, is very cute. cute uh the birthday song that i randomly i forget some elementary school year the teacher had like one more verse of the traditional birthday song and yes. then it stuck with me and uh, i still do it like 
and I, I it, after you go like uh, to you, kings and queens and bishops too, wanna <laughs> wish the best to you. So wish day, wash day, every day, birthday, happy birthday to you. And like I, I did that like one time, like f- way too confidently, like at the end, <laughs> like thinking like other people are gonna join in, and everyone just slowly creeped. And I was like happy, like slowing down, just finishing it. And I was like, oh, I thought more people knew that. And I keep running into, uh, I keep throwing that out there, and people just don't know that. No. I do. I feel like I had one kooky teacher who like made it up, and then Maybe. like I, I believed it. Yeah. Did- do you have any like this is such a specific uh, maybe I shouldn't even make it a question, but there are some things like the first time you were introduced to something, it was in a specific way and like it like it broke all the other how you see it forever in a weird way. Here's a minor example. My best friend growing up, one of my two best friends growing up who lived across the street from me was his dad was from Jamaica. Uh, and the first time I one of the first times I went over there. His dad said, I won't do his accent, but he's like, do you want an egg roll? And I'm a little New York boy, a little Long Island boy. So I'm thinking egg on a roll. (laughs) And I'm like, hell yeah, I'd love an egg roll. And then he puts a Chinese egg roll on a plate for me. And I have no fucking clue what I'm looking at. Now, I'm like fucking, you know, like eight or whatever. And I'm like. Oh, this must be a black food. Like this must be what. <laughs> like, and so I'm like, all right, I, I like eggs. It looks fried. I'll try it. I take a bite and I look inside and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is inside <laughs> of this thing. And now, even then, I guess this would put it like 1989 or 1990. I'm still like, I probably should just pretend to like it and be cool. Like, and so I just like, <laughs> and then I like. A couple years later, I guess I'm getting Chinese food with my family, and they're like, "We're gonna get egg rolls." I'm like, "Don't! It's not egg on a roll. It's like some Jamaican food, and it's like deep fried grass or something." And they're like, "Jamaican," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then I had like all comes back to me. I'm like, "Oh my god! I, for how long was I thinking that?" And like, uh, yes. And now I'm like contextualizing egg rolls as like a Jamaican American food. And I'm like, no. I Oh wow. That's so cute. That dad that dad really was a scary guy. Uh because yeah. he was like one of the old school dad. The mom was a doctor and the dad was like an engineer and he would just like come home and be mad at whatever was happening at the house. And I remember mm-hmm. we were sleeping over there one time and again I won't do the accent but he said his son's name, no more friends in the night. Is how he <laughs> referred to no sleepovers and it sounded so spooky. <laughs> We were like, oh, like we we're all just like frozen downstairs, like no more friends in the night. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Are you still in touch with that guy? No, and this having this realization here makes me want to message him and or track him down. Facebook was good for that for a while, but then it was bad for everything else. Now I'm off of it, and I'm like, it, like yeah. it's hard to hunt down people with like people from my ge- men from my generation all that I grew up with all have like the most basic names. So like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Searching for like Tim Flanagan on like yes. Instagram is fucking impossible. <laughs> like Yes. It's like I'm like, "Oh, okay." I think I went to school with the Tim Flanagan. <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I feel I was just uh I don't know that I can think of an example off the top of my head, but uh that reminds me of like I was 
talking about how I don't have Facebook and I don't can't connect with people like them went to high school with. And I haven't had Facebook for like 10 years. So I'm, I'm usually just getting like little updates from, my, I still have a type group of friends at Philly. And um, a girl that I was like best friends with growing up, she told me I was, I was home from, I think it was uh, home, um, Thanksgiving break or something from my first year of college. She had moved out to a different state, but she came back to see her family and she surprised me by coming over and telling me that she was pregnant. And like, it was, a, it was kind of a surreal thing. Anyway, she now has a granddaughter who's older than my child. Wow. And I was just like talking about like a lot of the girls I went to high school with had babies. I went to an all girls school, had babies in school or like right after school. And uh, like yeah, in the after school programs, they had babies. Um, but uh, at lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we wore skirts. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I was telling the story. This was like when during the writer strike or after the writer strike, but before the actor strike was over, we didn't want to physically cross the actors picket line. So we were working out of the animation offices in Burbank. And I, at lunch, I walked over to Whole Foods and I bought, uh, like a couple things, including this like really cute little, it was like around, it was right around Halloween. And I was wearing a Phillies hat, which might be important, but I'm not sure because the Phillies were like on playoffs. And, uh, I buy this like really cute thing and without even like, she looked at me, but the cashier was like, Oh, this is so cute. Do you have grandkids? And... (laughs) I was so flustered. I was like, I, 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 yeah, I, I, <laughs> and like, but I knew, I knew in the moment, this is, this is a ridiculous assumption to make. Like, yes, I, I can, I can recognize that. So, but I, and I wasn't offended. I kind of like immediately was also like, oh, the guys at work are going to love this. Yeah. Um, but then like, I was like, maybe she's like a Diamondbacks fan. And she was trying to mess with my head. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, I went back to work and it was like to the people I had just been telling that story about like, you know, oh, a lot of girls I went to high school with have grandkids older than my kid. I was like, yeah, you're not going to believe what someone just said to me. That's so crazy Uh, because in Los Angeles, like, you know, people are like 62 year old first time parents. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much more normal here. It's wild. Like uh, 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 my co-host of the Action Boys, Ryan, he he has like he's in his mid forties. He has like a twelve year old son, and he's like the youngest dad at pickup. Like I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's oh, a that's teen father, right? And but in but if he lived in my hometown, he'd be the oldest dad at soccer practice. <laughs> yes, it's such a fucking yes. compliment. It's so funny. By uh, far, yes. With this next year, uh. uh uh, one thing that Sheer and I kind of talked about is how you can we can kind of cheat and make our birthday sort of like the New Year's resolution day too. Yes, if you're yes, like yes, have, yes, if you're having like a hairy yes. January, you're just kind of like, well, yes. technically, when I turn forty two is when I'll start really taking care of myself or whatever. But yes. is there is there anything in this next year that you want you want to add to your life or uh, want to try to do more of or a goal that you're like I'm going to do this in my in my twenty seventh year on this earth. Um, no, yeah, I feel like we've probably talked about this over the years that I do the same thing where it's like, you get to have January. I mean, 
Yeah, and I think I I told you this when we were talking about hanging out. I was like, no, I'm trying to do dry January. Man, that went out the window. We we won an Emmy for The Simpsons. It was very right. cool. <laughs> uh, and so Fox gave us like this really nice vodka. And I was enjoying that for a while. And then I hurt my shoulder. And I don't know if, if you're like this, but like if I'm like feeling good and like being healthy, that's great. But then if I have like a setback, I'm like, oh man, in for a penny, in for a pound. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm just like, I am a fucking momentum and inertia based being. If I'm being healthy <laughs> like five days in a row, I can keep it up. But if I'm just like, oh, I'll just take today off. It's like I might, you know, move like I might just <laughs> go to like a visa or some shit like I like I can I get I'm so bender based both positively and negatively. <laughs> it's like just so crazy how easy it is. Like, well, that I had like a fourth meal on Friday and now it is February. <laughs> like, yes. <I'm- laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just like, Oh, well, I'm never going to be hot again. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but you know what I did buy? I bought that. Like, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like G G H I a, it's like a non-alcoholic spirits. Oh yeah. Um, we have that at our house too. From one of Tiffany's phases, I believe. I, uh, I, I just had yeah. some for the first time last night or the night before and i was like this kind of hits the spot a little bit because i do go to bed really early so anyway um i'm not gonna stop drinking the next year yeah oh uh, yeah why 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 now fuck that i think no. i mean one thing that i want to do is so i moved into this place like a year and a half ago or something and there is two things there are two things hanging up one is a Ooh. in the whole house. Okay. One is a clock. No, I'm sorry. Three. One is a clock. One is a pit bull dog calendar, and the other one is a framed photo of the Philly fanatic autograph. Oh, close. <laughs> uh, it's close. Autographs that Dan Powell got me, and I just am like realizing like I, I have such anxiety about like decorating my house because I'm like, oh, I'm afraid I'll do the wrong. I mean, granted, I am like having water damage and all these things, but like I want to just commit to like painting something or putting stuff on the walls because. Oh, I like this. I like this. Like this year, it's like, let's get this. Let's get this. You know, you have you have the kid now. Uh, They're here. Let's you know what? Now let's tackle the house. Like, I I like that because I also am like aware. It's funny. I was just telling you, I was talking to Anthony Atomic the other day, our mutual friend, and I was like. I still feel like I have time before the kid can remember anything that I do. So right. like, it's okay that the nursery is just all white walls. Like it's, it's okay if I'm dropped the third, no, no, if it's okay, like make mistakes or don't <laughs> okay. have like, it's okay if they see me absolutely blasted off expensive vodka, <laughs> screaming, uh, swear words and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, so I was like, yeah, I mean, we're just like, I feel like I have a little bit of time to get my act together. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, of course, and Anthony's like, oh, I can remember vividly being in the stroller. <laughs> like, so he starts Fucking me. liar. I was like, I was like oh no. <laughs> but I really, it's been, you know, a huge like identity shift for me to, you know, tra- be like, you know, also mom. But I think the good thing about waiting like, establishing my career and my life before I had a baby 
it was like, I, I don't have, I think the kind of identity crisis that a lot of other new moms have. Right. Um, but I do like, I have, I have right now, you see, I'm wearing a ring with an initial on it uh-huh. because I literally have to remember that I have baby. Like I need this like <laughs> reminder in my face because I'll just be like sitting at work, like do 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 do, and not that I like need to be thinking about it all the time, but just kind of just be like, oh right, <laughs> like yeah. okay, oh, new per, you're a new I person. I am a mom, now. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I think it, that's one of my things, and then uh, I want to learn more Spanish because my baby is learning Spanish. And wait, do you know that's that's one of my things, and I just I didn't. Monday nights is uh, my Spanish class is from five thirty to six thirty. I have a tutor. Oh, you're taking an actual class? Yeah. In addition to Duolingo and watching Spanish shows with English subtitles, I also um, have a private like one on ones once a week where we only speak Spanish. Um, did really, you take Spanish in school? I did. Yeah. Um, and I had my one best friend was Jamaican and my other best friend was Cuban. And so I grew up with like that family speaking Spanish and that's, I kind of, a lot of that stuff stuck from my childhood. Um, and it's been great. It's, it feels good. I'm doing it partially for like, you know, brain elasticity and to try to not, you know, you know, protect my mental health going older, but also I'm now like going to, you know, traveling to Spanish speaking countries now. And I'm like very excited because I've gotten I've gotten Ooh. much better and and I only intend to keep focusing on it. It's uh, my That's my great. 20 my next year, my 42nd year is about developing myself and uh outside of work and outside of my interpersonal relationships like um both physically and mentally and uh Spanish is one of my one of the facets. I've been calling it monk mode. I keep telling Tiffany I'm going monk mode in that I'm going to be you know, honing my mind and body like it is a temple. Um, oh, yeah, nice. and, she, and she's like, Aww. "We don't fuck." I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, this monk, this monk can fuck." Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, as frequently as I can, which not much, yeah, sweetie. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm doing monk mode, as in, like, I'm gonna solve murders from an obsessive compulsive uh, perspective. Um, wait, no, I was gonna say. Oh, so one thing about me is, like, I uh, first of all, I don't think I really ever genuinely start sentences that way but i guess i just did um <laughs> i had french in high school and a little bit in college and then now the you know baby like the caretaker speaks to the baby in spanish and i am learning certain words you know bottle things like that and when i go and i know it's partly just being tired it is so weird i wouldn't think i remembered any french but when I go to like access Spanish to just say a thing, I'll start speaking in French. It's oh. so weird. Like it's like not voluntary at all. And like it, it's it hasn't abated at all. Like I'll just be, instead of saying like, like, hey, Paso, like what happened or whatever, I'll be like, like, qu'est-ce que I'm like, what the fuck? Where did qu'est-ce <laughs> come from? It's really strange. It's like that's from a like, class song, like a, right? a language center in my brain that's like no we already learned a thing sorry sorry like th- sorry it's toast in here we got it's, uh, <laughs> this wee is what wee. you get yeah. <laughs> yeah um and so that's it's just strange i did a i've i've probably told this story on the pod before but i for the sake of you i did a uh all spanish ascat with a bunch of uh spanish speakers here um and it was awesome like i 
slipped in and I was able to like think in Spanish and oh, that's so cool because of the that like I have extensive uh experience in improv and ze- minimal experience in Spanish so I was able to use like context to really help me understand and like know what the scene needed but they were like oh the uh the the gringos you guys can like you know speak spanglish the show's going to be like spanglish and then no one was really doing english so I didn't want to start so I just kind of like Join, and it was the hardest I've ever listened in an improv scene. Oh, it was wow, the most yeah. nervous I'd ever been in an improv scene. I was like, I just don't want to offend anyone. And I had the time of my fucking life. Like I, I like it. Right. W- it was one of the coolest experiences of my last year. Because oh, you gotta I, do one, and you gotta do an ask cat in English. Oh, finally, <laughs> <laughs> waters for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Take a big That's bow. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Uh well, Nangle, I'll let you get out of here. Happy birthday. And thank you. Uh we do you have anything you'd like to plug before you before you get out of here? Before we go eat round two of our cakes? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What am I gonna do? Plug this raise awareness of the Simpsons? <laughs> I know it's really funny. It's like uh. <laughs> check out the Simpsons. Oh you, oh, it's an animated show. It's the it's the, like the yellow guys. Uh, you know what? Uh, never mind. Let me. <laughs> well, I actually will plug that it is really good now. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like it's there was a whole New York Magazine piece called "The Simpsons Is Good Again," and um, Matt Matt Selman, our our showrunner, kind of like newish. I mean, he's been in the show for a while, but now he's but, in yeah, charge he's like of in almost charge. all of it. Yeah, and I love Selman. The um, the episode, yeah, and you guys know each other. The episodes are just excellent. Like it's really good. Yeah, that's so awesome. Even thanks. I always said even bad Simpsons is still fucking Simpsons. <laughs> like, yeah, for fuck's true. sake. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Nangle, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I pity the room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I'm dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it.
Do it! Come on! Do it now! 